Three, two, one. Guys, you're never gonna believe this, but I ran out. I ran out of YouTuber intros to steal. Wait, no, I didn't. Happy April Fools. Okay, now here's huh. the real one. Haha, ha, I got was, you. Nice. I got you so good. Top of the morning to you, ladies. My name is Jack Topsticky, <laughs> and welcome back to Sardonicast. Oh, whoa! I tried. Good one. I feel oh, like it's just a My heart's racing. <laughs> um, yeah, are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. I drank a red Pretty good, bull too. Pretty spot on. Oh, perfect. I'm not very good at, at pranking people. <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is why my April Fool's videos are just like the same thing every year expected. Yeah. I'm Adam from Your Movie Sucks, by the way. I'm uh, Tyrone from Tyrone.com slash Ralph the Movie Maker. Mm. I'm Alex from IHE. So, uh... It's a it's April first when we're recording this. It's not going to be April first when you're listening to this. So, happy late no. late April Fools to all you boys. Um, I love April Fools' Day and happy April Fools' best Day, day of the year. Too, Adam. It's fun. Yeah, everybody uploads. <laughs> My favorite holiday. Yeah. yeah. What'd you do? What'd you all do for uh, your videos? Your April Fools' videos. What you're saying? You didn't watch mine. Jeez. I've watched them. I'm just trying to start conversation. <laughs> Fucking hell. I can explain to you what you guys did. I just want you to talk about it. <laughs> Fucking assholes. You know what? I'm leaving this podcast. Hey, I wasn't actually being an asshole. That was a prank. It was April yeah. Fool's. Ha ha. Yeah. I'm not yeah, really yeah. an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I uh, sent some money to uh, big man Tyrone, got him to read some lines and... Mm -hmm. uh, had a nice little extra cameo at the end that I threw in because I always like I like to change it up a little bit. My uh, top yeah. ten films of 1996 video. I don't think I'll ever go as hardcore as that again. That was that was like <laughs> that was like an actual movie. <laughs> that, that was wasn't H three in that one effort. Yeah, him and um, internet comment etiquette Eric. Also, yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. Yeah, Alex, you did another let's play, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I pull out uh, IHG gaming. Mm -hmm. uh, that one time every year and just pop into whatever I think is, you know, important, which I've done, you know, Minecraft, Fortnite, all sorts. What was the game? It was DreamWorks Racing. DreamWorks. <laughs> Hang on. It's called Su DreamWorks Superstars. Uh, no, it's not called that. Hang on. <laughs> right, I got the case right next to me. DreamWorks Superstar Carts by Activision. And it is as good yeah. as it sounds. Mm. It's totally it's not just a Mario Kart ripoff. When I saw that in my, in my subscription box, I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> That's exactly what I want to hear. Who uploaded that? <laughs> yeah, I, um, I woke up surprisingly early today, so I was able to watch both of your April Fool's videos. Oh, good. I love how, Alex, you, you were trying to commit at the beginning, like, oh, this is awesome. But then eventually, <laughs> you were just you were just like I'm losing my mind. <laughs> like you couldn't pretend anymore. You tried. My original plan was to get every achievement in the game. Oh but then god! I, I looked up how long that would oh, take, no. and it would literally take like no over way. ten hours. Yeah. So I gave up pretty quick. Ralph, you made a good review. Thank you. I was originally going to make... I was going to upload Synecdoche, New York, Analysis Part 6. Oh, nice. Like, <laughs> since you didn't do it yet. <laughs> I actually haven't recorded, but I, but I ended up going with something else. I, I went with the you Happy should do that anyway. Analysis. Next month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just at a random date. People yeah. are like, what the fuck is it'll, this? It'll be like <laughs> when, when Caden transformed genders, except I'll transform into Ralph. 
<laughs> It'll be so I'll meta. I'll transform into a furry. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think there's some pranks that go too far? Yeah. Um, yeah. I always feel like I have to tell people, like, okay, I'm not the type of person to pull a, an Andy Kaufman and pretend like I'm choking on my food. So if you ever see me doing that, I'm having a medical emergency and I need help. I would not want to be in that position where it's like, oh, I'm a prankster and I've pretended to die once and then nobody saves me the second time. Boy, cry wolf. Even those are harmless. I was referring to like the social experiment kind of YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, those prank videos where you're like, oh, that's just uh, racist or mm -hmm. <laughs> like whatever the fuck they do. It's just well. Yeah. My biggest issue with those is that they're, yeah, they're fake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just like not real or lazy. And then whenever they, there's these mm -hmm. few channels that are lauded as this like, oh, theirs are actually real. It's like you try to watch them and it's like, is this funny? Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, not they really. created a socially awkward <laughs> situation and really just hammed it up. Okay. I like Filthy Frank's prank video where he just like goes around insulting people. <laughs> like it's not even that he's like oh you went to liberal arts college fuck you you just got pranked <laughs> and he walks away <laughs> those are the kind of pranks i like there's just nothing clever about it at all i i think that the the pranks that i enjoy the most just aren't on youtube you know they're found in yeah. television shows like jackass nathan for you yeah, Nirvana the band yeah. the show yeah, nathan for you. ali g you know like borat all those mm -hmm. like those are the best yeah. pranks they're just not on YouTube because they're better than YouTube. <laughs> better than Joey Salads? What? Yeah, what? That's just crazy Blasphemy. talk. <laughs> we saw a movie called Us. Yeah, Us. Uggs. Us. Us. What'd you guys think? I, I saw your rating. <laughs> oh, so why are you asking? Uh, yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. What did you guys think? <laughs> I didn't see your ratings at all, so. Okay. Uh, It was... <sighs> I was really split on it at first, but the more I think about it, the more I dislike it. Mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. kind of disappointed with it overall. Adam, do you want to give your sort of baseline? Yeah, I mean, I released my quickie on it, but uh, basically my my general thoughts are that I am I have mixed feelings on it. There's uh, elements yeah. that I really, really appreciate and love, and it is very confusing and understandably polarizing because this film is something that you can watch multiple times and appreciate more about it every time but you can also hate it more every time like yeah it makes exactly less it. sense but there's also you know it, it's filled with clever reincorporation and symbolism mm -hmm. and you know all that fun stuff that's fun to, to to find in movies but at the same time i feel like it kind of shot itself in the foot by trying to offer literal explanations i guess we'll do a yeah. spoiler warning not now but whenever we get into the spoiler talk i just thought it was a very lame horror movie i think this one was trying to be more of a, a horror film than get out which is more of a comedy yeah and the scares for this didn't really work for me at all the comedy didn't really work for me mm -hmm. and it wasn't yeah, as organic same. as it was in get out the comedic relief in this just didn't work as well, and it wasn't as... Like, you had that airport security guy in Get Out, and he was separate from what was going on. It was a break. Yeah. It was like, it was actual comedic yeah. relief. It was actual comedic relief, but he wasn't in the action, so he yeah. wasn't acting weird. It wasn't like he was trying to be funny in this horrible situation. And here, they, they're getting attacked by these people, and the dad's still cracking jokes, and it's like, what the fuck? 
Like, what, what are you mm-hmm. doing? Yeah, it deflates the tension way too much. It robbed any, yeah. like, potentially scary moment of its kind of weight, which really bugged me mm-hmm. every time they did it. I think it really depends, because there's some movies that actually do pull that off. Yeah. There's some movies that can do horror and comedy, but the horror is just so well done that it's like, okay, even though there was just comedy, <laughs> it's still effective. Like, you you could make that argument for even, like, Evil Dead 2 or something. You know, like there's there's yeah. crazy, like yeah. weird and scary, visually interesting things happening. Not to say that there isn't anything remotely scary in in us or, you know, there's lots of visually interesting shots for sure. But I just it it, it kind of felt like almost in the same vein as The Strangers for me when it's mm-hmm. it's very difficult for me to watch these characters just just getting chased around by other characters and, and still feel scared at all yeah that's repetitive the most scared i got was when uh one of the characters started speaking which i'm sure you you know what moment i'm talking about you know like that mm-hmm. was well done but that was more to do with like performance than anything which lupita mm-hmm. nyong'o was amazing i thought she was the best part of the movie yeah i agree yeah. but a lot of the acting i thought was pretty weak like i thought the the youngest the boy in their family was not very convincing i all. i don't agree I, I thought, I thought you read yeah, the line. Well, I thought that he was fine. I didn't think it was really bad. Um, yeah. he, he just didn't seem... His sister was, like, very good. She seemed mm-hmm. terrified the entire time, and he was just yeah. kind of like, eh, I don't know. He wasn't crying. I don't know, but it also... I, I mean, I'm willing to give some leeway, because the, the film said he's, like, autistic or something, right? Like, he's not going to yeah, react to everything yeah, in the exact same way that every other character is. Yeah. Right. Well, Not to say that know. that's, like, an excuse, <laughs> I but, it. I mean, I didn't, I yeah, didn't yeah. feel that way, so... I also didn't like the other family, uh, Tim Heidecker's and uh, Elizabeth Moss's family. It was a weird I choice. They were kind of yeah, they were kind of underwritten and. That's when it kind of really ground down to a halt for me and really sagged, and I was starting to get really uninterested because, like, yeah. you just don't have any investment in them. And by then, the surprise and mystery of of where, where the horror is going to come from isn't really scary anymore. It doesn't elevate beyond that first scene where's that where there's the confrontation. So. Yeah. yeah, I was I was really starting to wander off and check my watch a few times in the middle there. I found when it was being mysterious, it was a lot more interesting. So kind of the first and last acts, but in the middle, it's just a really repetitive kind of home invasion affair that felt really familiar. Yeah. A lot of the movies just them running around <laughs> this neighborhood. It's not. Yeah. yeah, there's a big chunk of that for sure, and I was definitely the most bored during that part because nothing new was being mm-hmm. revealed or developed. It was just mm-hmm. like, oh, you're supposed to be scared because these thing, these other characters are chasing them, you know. And it's, I, I just, yeah. it's, it didn't do it effectively enough for me. Whereas in Get Out, I would say that the horror was more effective in Get Out because I'm, I'm a big fan of psychological horror particularly and i feel yeah. like that was done really really well and especially the the scenes inside his head like those were all so yeah. mm-hmm. bizarre and out there like when you're showing me something that is so removed from reality and it's well shot and and creative like i feel like that's a great opportunity to to make me scared at least it depends on the person but yeah i totally agree with you how did you guys feel about um you mentioned the well, I don't really want to go into spoilers, but you mentioned the... We can do that at any point, honestly. Like, we don't have to talk about this for super long. Because some of my biggest issues are spoilers. So... Yeah, sure. Yeah. Do you want to um... do well, that? just one more non-spoiler thing. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, go on. One more non-spoiler thing. I really did not like the music, and I wanted to get your thoughts on the, the score. Yeah, no, I film. thought of you, Ralph, when I was hearing those 
you know, there's strings going up. <laughs> the strings. Well, they have mm-hmm. the violin, like the crescendoing violin. Yeah. But they also just have lots of just like dun 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 dun. Most of the score is plucking violins, and it's like it's so obnoxious and cliche. <laughs> yeah, it is turning <laughs> into a little bit of a cliche. It. I don't think it's like so. It's it, totally. It, there, there's ways that it could have been written i guess that that would have been less cliche but i don't think it's so far gone at this point but i I can see i can see that it is kind of becoming a cliche though i would have loved just like a really weird score i really liked a lot of the music but about half of it i felt was inappropriate for the scene or just over present Mm -hmm. shouldn't have been there kind of took away from it especially when they used the song that worked really, really well in the trailer, but then decided to do it at a pivotal moment in the film that just felt really inappropriate. Is yeah, it the fight at the that. end? Spoiler territory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. trying Spoilers. to be subtle. I guess it's a good segue. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's spoilery enough that you ruined it for anybody. Oh, there's a fight. Yeah, a fight at the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's what you're referring to, yeah. right? Is that point? Because I thought that was very silly as yeah. well. And it kind of had like a dubstep. I don't know if it was a dubstep note, but it kind of like it had this it, bassy electronic. Yeah. I know what you I was like, mean. Ugh. It's I, was I like, wouldn't call what it was dubstep, that? but it it was no, definitely it's not like like the bass dropped <laughs> yeah it was it was it was kind of riding on the line between like emotionally effective and then trying to be cool at the same time and i just yeah it, it worked really weird. well for the trailer for sure like the mm-hmm. trailer that that was awesome but just it was that's what it felt like it scene. felt like a trailer song that they it added was the movie. <laughs> like basically <laughs> it just didn't fit but it didn't yeah. fit the movie like songs like that just uh whatever i didn't like the score <laughs> No, I'm with you. Yeah. I think I enjoyed the movie much more than you guys did, but I do have a lot of criticisms. Like I, I said, really it's... wanted to. I really wanted to enjoy yeah, it. Everybody, everybody wanted, wanted to. to. <laughs> like this this is yeah. the most like everybody wants to enjoy it kind of movie. Well, for the most part. I was Not just so disappointed, but... especially after Get Out. Because I think Get Out is a really well made uh horror film. Yeah, solid. And, and comedy. Yeah. And this is like so it felt so rushed. This felt so rushed. Yeah, I think he was kind of rushed into finishing the script because <laughs> not not all of it lines up. And the exposition at the end where they try to explain what the fuck these things are was so dumb. Yeah, I, I think that the exposition in general kind of doesn't help the tone <laughs> or it's sorry, it doesn't help yeah. the story. And, yeah. and there was yeah. a total lack of subtlety. Are we in spoiler everything. territory now, like, by the way? Yeah, I think okay. so. Spoiler territory, <laughs> yeah. everybody, for sure. 100%. <laughs> Go on. Like her her father being an alcoholic and like so Lupita doesn't drink alcohol and she's always like yeah I'm drinking water I got my bottle of water here I don't drink I don't drink she has like 20 lines of that and it's so like okay Mm -hmm. I get it holy Mm -hmm. fuck (laughs) everything in the movie is like that I I wouldn't say everything but I mean like there is kind of like a purpose towards things being repeated right like that's kind of in line with the themes I guess you know yeah well which things well, I mean, like the every the, the the idea of people themselves being repeated because there's duplicate copies mm-hmm. of them, you know, like there there's a lot of really fun um, little details in the movie of just like, oh, that connects here and that connects here, and not all of them are super significant in any way, but it's nice to see like, oh yeah, you know, the little kid with the ambulance that he used to block the door, and then they leave in the ambulance at the end, so it's like, oh, that was their escape sort of thing like there's so much cool stuff like that and i really love that i just wish that the film at its core 
had more of a point and was scarier and more entertaining because there were some parts where I was legitimately just bored. Like this is a movie where I for sure Mm -hmm. am just more entertained by the discussion of the film and I want to look up more articles. I want to read more Reddit comments like that's super fun to me, but I'm never going to see the movie again. Mm -hmm. I'm exactly there with you. Um, How did you guys feel about the twist? reveal at the end it was dumb I, was... I guessed it from eight minutes in yeah it's the most predictable i guessed it from the trailer every clone based or like <laughs> they all do it yeah exactly and th- there's no mystery to any of it it's bizarre i literally just expected it from the trailer and knowing the concept they're like okay well you if you're gonna have a horror movie and people are clones of each other then there has to be some sort of twist where you think it's the main character or you know, one of the main characters and mm-hmm. then turns out to be one of the bad ones, right? And I was expecting yeah. that, but as the movie went along, I was like, okay, no, they couldn't possibly do it now because that would be too stupid, and then they did it. Yeah. Like, once they explained yeah. everything, it, didn't, really make it, sense. Just, it didn't make any sense. The, the setup of the world is is kind of shoddily put together in terms of, like, yeah. the film. the film opens with the description of there being tunnels under america mm-hmm. and then it's not relevant until the very end of the movie so the whole time you're like waiting for these tunnel things to be explained or come into play and it's just it, it just doesn't it doesn't mesh well together by the end it doesn't yeah. feel like a payoff it just feels like they needed to explain something when there yeah. are other ways around it. i would have rather had just the title and then no explanation from the characters yeah mm-hmm. when you have a film where it's begging you to look at every single detail anyway, I feel like the more subtle you can be, the better it will come across, especially if it's like a horror kind of movie. The more they explain, the more it kind of fell apart. They should have revealed the twist earlier, and it should have been part of the plot, because I think having, like, the idea of their mother is part of, or one of these clone kind of people, and they have to deal with that, is more interesting than just revealing it at the end. Yeah. And it's predictable anyway, so you should have just revealed it earlier. Maybe at the midpoint, or the first act, like, around there. It felt like the the idea of having a twist at the end like that was at the expense of the rest of the film. In a way, because yeah. now now you mm-hmm. look at this like the rest of the movie is so much boring shit that they could have just put this kind of plot element yeah. in there and filled and up those it, spots yeah. and it would have yeah. been way better. Well, because now now when you look at the conversation at the, on the couch, when these things break into their home, it's like, OK, the original woman, why didn't she say anything about that? Like, why is she being cryptic, explaining exactly. things that the other character already knows? Like it, 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 it just makes less and less sense because of that twist, and it's like, why, why did you do that? Did you find that the doppelgangers and the way they speak? You mentioned liking kind of the main one, but I, I had issues with the kind of the way they were screamed at each other, like on the boat scene and communicated. I thought that was too far and a bit too comedic for me. It was, it was, it was odd. I, it didn't really work for me. No, yeah, I mean, like, I didn't find them scary at any point, but I think I think the point was that, like, she was the only one that knew English because she was the original thing, and then none of the other things down there knew English. So she was the only one no, that I could No, I understood speak, that. I it guess, was more but... just the, the actual sound they choose to to communicate with, these, like, grunts goofy. and things. Yeah. They, they yeah. did come across as goofy Oh, to it me. was for sure goofy. And then you have to think, like, okay, well, how did, how did this, like, six-year-old girl's vocabulary get so so much better than a six-year-old yeah you know if she had no one else to talk to and no information of of any language down there 
You're not supposed to think about it too much. Yeah. I mean, the whole movie has the the context and the, the logic. It's an allegory, I guess. It's like a political allegory for... That's uh, what I Jordan, want. Jordan Peele. Yeah, sure. That's what I want, but then they explain so much that you have to think about it in that way. Yeah, exactly. You're right. But it just straight up makes no sense, though, in many ways. Like yeah. the the reveal at the end is just so stupid, and for a film that's asking you to analyze every frame of it, it's like you can't pick and choose when you want the audience to turn your brain off and turn it mm-hmm. on again. It's, it's so much yeah. to ask of the audience to just accept that that that's the case. <laughs> yeah, they're saying it, so that's just what happened, I guess. Just believe it. Yeah, if if it were more subtle, then I I wouldn't give a shit about anything not making sense, because it would be yeah. so clear that it was just like, okay, this is all metaphorical. But as soon as they have characters being like, this is how everything works down here. And there were scientists that kidnapped and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, then you're forced to think about it in that way. And it it doesn't help the experience. Mm -hmm. I still enjoyed it overall, just more thinking about it than the actual experience itself. I still like it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say I liked it. I think it was a slightly better Blumhouse horror film. But nothing about the execution of it was interesting or scary to me or funny i hope his next movie's better than this and i'm kind of worried about his twilight zone um adaptation because he's working he's working on that right he's like a producer on it yeah i know he does the voiceover for it but Mm. i don't know he's he's doing stuff with it i I think he's directing a few episodes i just hope whatever he does next he puts more effort into it because this felt rushed and uninspired and boring i just i, I don't feel <laughs> like there wasn't a lot of effort put into it i think there was a ton of effort put into I, it it I was just like, like it misguided was just in a way i don't know if i, I think would say rush something I think... there i think it was a good premise and i think he was passionate about it but i like in terms of writing an actual story that made sense or that was interesting there was nothing there for me most of the movie was them running around yeah <laughs> Yeah, it can't decide what it wants to prioritize, so it ends up being a bit of a comedy, but that doesn't really land, and it's a bit of a horror movie at the beginning, but then it stops being scary because it's so repetitive, mm-hmm. and it's a bit of a the mystery, but the whole middle of the movie is just the one. same scene over and over. Yeah, it's just a, a very strange, confused movie overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Get Out had very clear points of comedy and horror, like I was never confused as to what I was supposed to be feeling. And this was like, like you said, their their shout was goofy. So some people mm-hmm. were laughing in the theater, but some people thought it was scary. It was a very odd vibe, like watching it with an audience. Because half of them liked it, I think. And then half of them really weren't digging it. They weren't laughing or clapping or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so it was interesting. Oh. Do Americans clap during movies to show that they like <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, they did. There was a lot of applause <laughs> breaks during it. Like whenever oh. like they killed. <laughs> yeah. Like when Lupita killed her like enemy. Uh, I've only like ever seen Marvel that a couple movies, times, yeah. and they've been during like Marvel movies. It was like fan fan. That probably ruined my experience too. It's like, how can I get scared when there's like people in the audience clapping and cheering? It's like, what the fuck? This is a horror movie. <laughs> These are characters in a movie. Why are you cheering? <laughs> Just who, shut who up and cla- enjoy who, it. Who are they clapping for? Like the people who made the movie aren't there. They don't know that the clapping's <laughs> happening. <laughs> They're just really happy this family made it out of that situation, you know? This uh-huh. fictional family. <laughs> Movies suck. No, no, <laughs> no yeah. it did suck. I, I, don't think two, I, I, I gave it a two out of five. It's got some redeeming yeah. stuff, but I wouldn't recommend anyone watch it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. most people seem to be enjoying it overall yeah seem to be at least i'm happy they are genuinely happy but like if someone were to ask me would i recommend it i'd say no okay (laughs) 
Yeah, I gave the film a two and a half star, so slightly above Ralph. But honestly, the more I think about it, the more I do dislike it. If I don't want to watch the film again, then I mean, it couldn't have been that much of an entertaining experience in the first place. So yeah, I was quite disappointed overall. I stayed away from trailers and everything because um, I'm, I'm doing that now for films like this because horror movies especially are notorious for the trailers that spoil everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I knew absolutely nothing going in. I stayed away from the marketing, but like they had these ads I saw that said it was the greatest horror film of all time. Eh, I think yeah. that's a little ridiculous <laughs> it is. It <laughs> to is be pretty... suggesting that Us is the greatest horror film of all time, because it yeah. definitely isn't. I mean, yeah, I'm glad people are enjoying it, because it's certainly better than a lot of the horror schlock that comes out. It's much better made, for sure. It's just the story and the the tone especially that I had issues with because there are really great ideas there and he's got loads of room to grow so much potential still and I'm sure we, we will see more because people love these movies they do really well and I can see you know what there is to like about it but it just bugged me too much because it's so stupid at times which <laughs> is like that yeah. if, if a horror movie just becomes so ludicrous that you can't take it seriously anymore then it's just ruined the whole point of the film yeah I gave it a 6 out of 10 <laughs> pretty much <laughs> described how I feel about it. Not a great experience, but there's a lot to appreciate about it. There's a lot that I like about it on paper. It felt to me like it was sort of trying to do what Under the Silver Lake did really well. I thought that was a, in terms of like comparisons, the weird kind of mystery aspect was revealed a lot better and the, the scares were better. I think if you want a, a film sort of like <laughs> this, I'd yeah. recommend that one over it in every way. It's a weird comparison, but yeah, Under the Silver Lake has some really disturbing shit in it. <laughs> and there's You're just right. something about the thing about the way people are kind of reading into every frame of us, and there's so many like hidden secrets, um, but it it completely contradicts the or goes against the ridiculousness and nonsensical journey the plot goes down. Whereas like yeah. I think Under the Silver Lake is creepier and mm-hmm. is more consistent, and the reveals are better. And I I just really like that movie and recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great movie. We never really I talked totally about agree. it, even though all of us have seen it. It's kind of late. Well, why don't <laughs> we talk about it? Quick, yeah, we, we could talk yeah, about it. Really late. Yeah. It's better than us. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh... Well, people don't really like it, do they? Yeah, I was about to say the like the, the exact yeah. same yeah. things you're saying about us and you're praising about Under the Silver Lake. There's tons of people that would say the exact opposite. Like, there's tons of critics that hate Under the Silver Lake, including, like, Mark Kermode made a video about how much he hates it, you know? like Really? Yeah. yeah. It it did not do well with critics at all, whereas Us is, like, what, 99 on Rotten Tomatoes or something? Like, Yeah. Well, it just shows you how boring critics are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they like that boring, normie Us movie. Uh, But (laughs) Under the Silver Lake is fantastic. In so many ways, mm-hmm. like uh, Andrew Garfield, who I hate, is great mm-hmm. in it, first yeah, of all. Yeah. So I'll give him credit <laughs> for that. Um, this is made by the guy who made It Follows. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. such a different movie than It Follows. I respect that 100%. It's like a comedy, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's two and a half hours long. There's so much shit going on. There's like 80 characters. It makes no sense, and I love it. Is it two and a half <laughs> hours long? It, it feels like feels... it is, isn't it? It's what? About, it's about two hours twenty. Yeah, it was about to... two say, hours oh, twenty. Wow, so because it yeah, feels like close. an hour and a half for me. Like it's just so much fun. One of my favorite aspects yeah, about the movie so is quick. like every every location, every set is just so radically different 
and and there's so much to soak in about it like every single place yeah and it's always it's so moving varied. like it never lingers the only recurring place is like his apartment or whatever but every time one of those scenes happening is happening there's new information being presented like it's never it doesn't drag on it doesn't feel like stale or repetitive really it's a lot of fun i have so much fun yeah. watching yeah. that movie it's got a great I really energy like the score to it. as well yeah yeah, mm -hmm. the tone is amazing. It's got like a, a really great atmosphere. Like this kind of weird, creepy, kind of funny, sleazy thing going on. And there's so many questions yeah. by the end of it. Noirish. Yeah, kind I was of. about to say. The yeah, score yeah. is great. The score mm -hmm. is the guy who did it. Follows also. Design and it has like piece, that yeah. noirish kind of, you know, classic feel to it. Mm hmm. Don't really want to like spoil too much about the movie, even though you, I don't know how much you could possibly spoil, but there are it's some so very like, satisfying elaborate. scenes in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much we could say about it other than just, we all recommend it. Yeah. We all sure, recommend yeah. it. It's hard to follow. It's I I compare it to like big Lebowski or something like that, where mm -hmm. the, the plot itself isn't really the point. It's more yeah. about watching this character going on this confused journey, just trying to find this girl. <laughs> And that's resolved, at least. Everything else isn't. Yeah. Like, there's all kinds of weird characters who show up that disappear, and you're like, what the fuck? Who was that? Yeah, but it's also kind of <laughs> but... the point. Like, it, it's yeah, very... Exactly. Yeah, it's totally the point. And it plays it up for comedy, and it, it's accurate to how L.A. is. Yeah, it's and about Hollywood. It's about movies. It's about audience members. You know? Yeah. It's really funny. It's about everyone in the entertainment industry, the actresses and the actors and the yeah. writers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How they're how they're all like <laughs> prostituting themselves and have horrible lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It actually has a lot to say, even though it, it I can see a lot of people watching it and thinking it doesn't. Because there there are lots of loose ends, but there there's a lot to read in from the movie that I think is very intentional as well. Mm-hmm. Well, a big part of the movie is that kind of con Illuminati conspiracy like thing yeah. where all these billboards and cereal boxes have these hidden messages made for the elite and the movie plays with that idea in so many fun ways mm -hmm. and there's very few movies that that uh tackle that yeah. subject matter so it was cool to see yeah i've seen it three times wow at wow. three different film festivals <laughs> just so <laughs> happened to line up i've seen it twice yeah i saw it i saw it at uh, can was my first and it still one. hasn't been released theatrically, right? Because they're re-editing it to make no, it more No, that's, that's a lie. That's a oh, really? lie. That was it fucking okay, speculation. Okay. It was so weird. Sure, like, tell me the truth then. Tell so, me the truth. Yeah, I mean, it premiered at Cannes. It didn't have great critical reviews. And then A24 rele uh, delayed the release date in the States. They were going to push for initially before the Oscars kind of end of the year thing. And then it's like, oh, no, it's pushed to March. Yeah. And then it's pushed again. The first time they pushed, uh, uh, delayed the release date, there were like 10 different articles online being like, could this be because there was poor critical reception and they're re-editing the film? But if you look into it, there's literally nothing that, that supports this. And so by the time it was supposed to have been re-edited, I saw it at Fantasia Fest and I was like, okay, that was the same movie. And then later I saw it at Vancouver Film Fest. I was like, that's the same movie. So I don't think it's been re-edited at all. Um, Good. Yeah, it, 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 it was be. just a so lot I'm of speculation for no reason. Just people making shit up to get internet clicks. <laughs> Speaking of internet clicks, the trailer mm. for Toy Story 4 has like 30 million views or some shit. Oh, no. Really? <laughs> Here, I'll, do I'll double check. Right. Deserved, then. We all love Toy Story 4, how it's looking, right? Right? No. No. 
<laughs> the animation is pretty impressive nowadays. I mean, they look like real plastic toys. The lighting effects they did are in the good. first one. The t- um, I mean, the- <laughs> it's still it, the the animation's noticeably better. Oh, well, of course it is. is. Nothing else matters about this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's the only valid thing I could say about it, or the only thing worth note. Yeah, about that trailer. It's really uh, yeah. It looks like they're just a doing the fort? same thing again. Yeah, it just really? looks like a repeat of the first few. A like neurotic L- fork. That's the new Toy Story four. That's them pretending it's a different movie. <laughs> and don't forget Key and Peele are in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they'll sell quite a few toys, right? Everyone's going to want that bear, yeah. and, you know, a rabbit, isn't mm-hmm. it? A rabbit and a bird, right? Yeah. I mean, why? I... Did it... Why? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Why? Money. Money. Well, I know why, but <laughs> you can sell yeah, toys. It's like such a it's such a cr- contrast with their old philosophy. Where they'd always talk about how you know with Toy Story two they really fought against making a sequel for ages and they made sure they were doing it right and something fresh and you know spawned off an idea but they're just not doing that anymore yeah they, no, they stopped years ago Woody with a plastic spork going around doing the same shit again <laughs> they're, they're out on a road trip right yeah. trying to find something oh no Woody's trying to find the spork so they could get back to the kid yeah it's some shit like that it's, to- oh, it's Toy Story toys. again exactly it's just- <laughs> Instead of buns, it's fucking a fork. <laughs> yeah. All of their sequels since, I think it was Monsters University, right? That's when they started doing this kind of thing, wasn't it? Around about then. Was it Cars 2 before? I don't know. Uh, it's hard I mean, to Cars know when Pixar fell off. Clearly <laughs> for money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Cars 2 was what? No, actually, John Lasseter loved Cars. That yeah, was like that was his favorite brand. Project. That's what he says. Sure. He loves those car movies. <laughs> <laughs> Ka-chow. Yes. More like ka Ouch. They do they make so much money though. Like, yeah, I was I was gonna say they feel <laughs> all of these sequels feel like you remember in the nineties, early two thousands they'd release the straight to D V D versions of like well like sequels to Aladdin Oof. and you know yeah. The Lion King and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, the Lion King too yeah. sucks. Yeah, with way way bigger budgets. That's exactly how they feel like the effort with the actual like creativity and writing now they figured out marketing right yeah you're right it's like it's a well-oiled machine they can sell anything yeah they can create hype finding dory and monsters university and finding dory and incredibles 2 they're all just like yeah they got nothing to say you're not we're not seeing anything new from them anymore (laughs) yeah even the ones that are slightly better aren't good (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of a what's a sequel that was like okay. Well, I loved Toy Story well, two. Pe- I thought that, that was a great sequel. Yeah, Toy Story two and three, I think, are pretty good. I don't. Think well, they just are. didn't do them for ages, did they? Yeah. Is that it though? They're trying to tug on heartstrings. Incredible. Yeah. Isn't it just Toy Story? Great. And Cars. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> As a fan of the first Incredibles, Incredibles two sucks, and that's what this one looks like. It looks like that again. They need to make bow. Just completely two. pointless. Brave we'll two. It. Give it ten years. Two. <laughs> they should just call it Ratatouille. The number two. Up yeah, that prequel. was written for them. We'll get an up prequel about his wife and him, like oh, going oh, to yeah. some country, like some exotic jungle. We should get a <laughs> good dinosaur too. Oh, that'd be incredible. Yeah, oh, good dinosaur. Everyone's two, favorite. Out two. Luxo Junior two. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> We're gonna do it all. Yikes. Make your money. Make your money, Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out. It's they. I. I just. They don't make good movies anymore. <laughs> no, they don't. This is the last straw <laughs> for me. Now we're serious. I'm boycotting yeah. Pixar. I don't know if I'm going to see Toy <laughs> well, Story 4 or not. It's abundantly clear now they don't give a fuck about making original good movies anymore. They're just doing whatever Disney tells them. Mm -hmm. And it's it's never been more transparent, I think. And this that's what this trailer is to me. So I have no interest in seeing it. Speaking of Disney, we all will. the acquisition is in effect of Fox. <sighs> oh, yeah. So they're going to redo um, all the X-Men movies again. They're going to make another Wolverine with somebody else. I, I They haven't said any of this. I just know they're going to do it at some point. Oh, of course. <laughs> Why else would they buy Fox? What they're going to do with... No, it's convenient <laughs> right. for them, isn't it? Because the contracts are up for, with all their big main characters from current marvel right with the yeah. avengers that's coming out so mm -hmm. we'll probably lose some characters there and now they can mm -hmm. phase in the x-men who everyone knows and likes already so it's like a win-win yeah. for them we'll finally get it's a perfect. pg deadpool yes <laughs> it could happen so we did get that didn't we i, well, we I mean that, that, that was christmas the, like cut the movie. that re-edit or whatever <laughs> that's so stupid i can't believe that happened so dumb yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know because uh, it, it it really begs the question of like okay deadpool was a super successful film so are they gonna look at that and be like okay let's continue doing that or are they gonna <laughs> pull a disney <laughs> and just be like okay now we gotta make it like every other movie in the marvel franchise it's gotta be pg-13 yeah. maximum they probably just won't make another Deadpool. I don't see them making a PG Deadpool or a PG-13 Deadpool. They're such money makers, though. Yeah, I don't know. But I one? feel like the audience would be pissed because that kind of defeats the purpose of the movie. If they make Deadpool. a rated R Deadpool and it's just I mean, the I guess same most people don't care. stuff, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. It could happen. They're also, they have that, that uh, Dark Phoenix movie, which is apparently awful. And they're stuck with it. They don't know what to do with it. They're thinking of releasing it, but it's so bad. And now it looks Disney bad. owns it. So the trailer thinking, looks really goofy. Yeah, they're goofy. thinking of just not even putting it out. They're like but ashamed of it, and to. you can tell. I only found out mm -hmm. about it the other day when I went to see Us, because there was a trailer before, and I was like, what, this film exists? It looks like it was made out of <laughs> clips from the old X-Men movies, like edited together into a fake yeah. like, trailer. <laughs> they have that new Mutants movie, too. Yeah, like the horror I one. I haven't heard anything about that. That was yeah. delayed. That was yeah. supposed to come out like two years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah no, it was. <laughs> <laughs> What do you guys, uh, have you guys seen the trailer for, uh, Brightburn? Yeah. No. Yeah, I've seen it. It looks like an interesting James concept Gunn. for a horror movie. James Gunn produced, like, parody of, like, Superman kind of thing. What if he came down and he was a, like dick. a crazy person? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. it's, okay. Yeah, it's cool. like, it's like you take the Superman origin story of, like, oh, yeah, this little boy shot down from the sky and he's got superpowers. But instead of helping people, he wants to just murder everybody. <laughs> but it looks like it looks like an actual horror movie. It doesn't look like it's supposed to be really funny or anything. It looks like an actual horror yeah. movie. Okay. It seems like an interesting concept. It it's not directed by yeah. uh, James. No, Gunn, no, no. But... He's just a producer. Yeah. Writers Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn. He's got what? lots of brothers, brothers, I guess. Dad. I guess so. <laughs> dad loads of, yeah, loads of dads. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, his two dads. Yeah, these two guys. They wrote a movie. <laughs> okay. Are you guys are you guys excited for Disney's ever growing monopoly on the films industry? You you excited about that? I can't wait for them to smart? own yeah. everything. Because I feel it's like it's gonna crash at some point. 
<laughs> you say that. It's not to buy. <laughs> I feel like it has to. It's just the cycle of things. Everything has a rise and a fall. Not Disney. <laughs> Hopefully the fall is in my lifetime. Disney yeah, had a few years how. they were doing really bad, but they got new management. Oh, really? And now they're, now they're doing great, obviously. When was that? Yeah. Funny enough, I forgot. It was like the 90s, yeah. I think. Yeah, it was when and they were doing all the One of the complaints was that films, right? the Disney brand was tarnished as like a kind of a money-grubbing company. Mm -hmm. That's what people kind of saw them as. And then they changed that over the 2000s, and now we're back to that again. <laughs> nice. So, but they own yeah. so many franchises now, and people they like Marvel currently, they hate Star Wars currently, and they love the 3D movies and Pixar and all that currently. So, if one of them is not being liked at the time, and the other ones will prop it up basically. So, I don't think yeah. most people hate Disney in the same way, you know. Mm -hmm. A lot of other people do. They just kind of see, oh, there's a new Toy Story. I loved that in the 90s when I was growing up. Nostalgia. Let's go see another one. Yeah, yeah most families works. don't care. I was a child. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be the same movie, and everyone will clap, and they'll cry, and everyone will be happy, <laughs> and then they'll make... Oh, my Rust God. Did you see Toy Story 4? It was so sad. I was crying in the theater. Did you <laughs> Did you see that, uh, <laughs> that tweet I made? of uh, the quote from the trivia on Toy Story 4 IMDb. No. no? Okay, I'll, I'll find it really quick and I'll, and I'll uh, share it with you guys. I'm just going to scroll past all the billion digital copies that I uh, tweeted out here. Here it is. <laughs> Toy Story 4 trivia. And this, I, I found this because somebody, somebody mentioned it in a Reddit comment for the uh, Toy Story 4 trailer being released and people are obviously like weirdly hyped for it. Uh, trivia. In November 2018, Tom Hanks claimed that the ending was emotional and a moment in history. He also added that he couldn't face the crew while recording his final lines because he got emotional oh, yeah, with them. This came around <laughs> six weeks after co-star Tim Allen said that he couldn't get through the last few scenes because of how emotional they were. <laughs> Come on. Get the mm -hmm. fuck out of here. Use the word emotional <laughs> three times. <laughs> You're an actor. He doesn't give a shit. Everyone goes in wanting to cry anyway, so yeah. now they just know. <laughs> this is going to be the, the son of Saul of Toy Story films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an emotional powerhouse. Yeah. It's going to get nominated for Best Picture. Not even Best Animated Film. Best Picture. Yeah, it's probably going to win Oscar. So Yeah, Disney yeah. will buy that award too. Yeah, Woody, Woody's <laughs> getting sent to Auschwitz. <laughs> oh no. That's, that's how to make a sad movie though. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, did you guys want to start the uh, Dark Crystal discussion? Yeah, let's do that. Right, so let's move on to the movie I picked last week, The Dark Crystal. So if you don't want the film spoiled, pause it for later, go watch the movie, come back, or just you know be wary that we're talking about spoilers and we'll be ruining it even though... I don't know if you can really spoil this movie, honestly. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. There's the film's *The Dark Crystal* from 1982, directed by Jim Henson and Frank Oz. It's a story about a gelfling who goes on a special mission with a MacGuffin to create the ultimate MacGuffin and save the world. And it's you know a fantasy movie, but the real hook is the production and the special effects and the puppets. If it's a Jim Henson movie, you expect puppets. And mm. this film is, is very well known for its very impressive, very advanced, especially for the time, use of uh, the elaborate puppets. 
which um easily the best thing about the movie mm -hmm. um, i haven't seen the film for a very long time god it must have been i think i had it on dvd so whenever the dvds came out whenever the dvd came out for it is when i saw it um so it was interesting going back now because it was a big movie in my childhood and seeing what i like and what i don't like and i'm very torn in the end um it has some pretty glaring issues to me yeah i don't know about you guys but also a lot of really great stuff so <laughs> yeah what'd you guys think of it though did, yeah did, are we all positive on it i'm yeah. i'm mostly positive there's a lot that i really like about it but it does have some gigantic issues <laughs> also yeah i can i can totally understand why it's a cult movie i can totally understand why it has like a 4k blu-ray now which i watched and it looked mm -hmm. pretty cool it deserves yeah yeah i i could watch this again i could see myself coming back to it and watching it for sure yeah, yeah, just for the I'm visuals good. of it, there's no denying like the puppet work is just amazing. Not yeah. just the puppet work, the the set design and the miniatures and everything. Like the whole world felt so real, and the the villains, which were my favorite part of the movie, Skeksis. they had so much personality. <laughs> yeah, that's what they were called. They had so the one who went. <laughs> it was funny every time he did it. <laughs> you thought that's funny? I thought that I, that guy. He's been in my nightmares for years. I'm so scared of that guy. Oh, I thought nice. it was hilarious. <laughs> I just yeah. loved how much like joy he took in like being an asshole. <laughs> what about when he's like his all his clothes are torn off and you see his disgusting spindly body underneath those yeah. robes? That was the thing. Too. The he's gang rape like scene. A... <laughs> yeah, no, it's really odd. He was like a sympathetic rape. villain. Yeah, he was humiliated in front of all of his friends, and so he has to go out on this quest to like find this guy and bring him back. It was a very good motivation. He was almost like pathetic, the the villain. It yeah, reminded he was way me more of, interesting um, than the other. Yeah. yeah, it was very interesting. He was kind of like Zuko in um, Last Airbender, or something like that. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There's a lot of characters in this movie that are like just archetypes. And so there's a lot of comparisons well, to be drawn, like Star Wars, and like the main character is very similar to Luke Skywalker, and there's like the bar scene, which is very similar to the cantina. Yeah. Yeah. It's clearly inspired by high fantasy kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's, it really delves deep into like long establishing shots where they're showing like all the creatures and monsters and stuff and the wildlife. Mm -hmm. And that's the most entertaining thing about the movie. Like The film almost knows that the story is largely kind of uninteresting because it does one of my pet peeves of having like a prophecy i find that so yeah. i don't know it robs like the tension away from anything when you know the result of it unless there's some kind of reveal like the lego movies a good yeah. example of that where and that's also seems, parody at that you. point too exactly yeah like yeah. this this felt like the movies that phil lord and miller are making fun of now yes. they, they're making fun of the tropes that this film embodied but because there was so many movies in this generation too ex exactly yeah but i think even at the time this one was kind of you know familiar territory even then i was reading some of the reviews from back then and people were saying it's kind of standard fairy tale-esque fantasy yeah. affair and it is the weakest part of the movie because it, it, it what it means is it falls back on the strength of the characters but then the characters you know they're not great they're, they're they're pretty simple the whole film's yeah. exceptionally simple mm -hmm. so they're archetypes and it's a classic yeah. hero's journey story there's nothing about the story itself that's interesting it's no. just the the execution of it <laughs> if we had a more interesting main character i think the film would have been dramatically improved 
I fucking yeah. hate Jen. I hate Jen's face. I hate Jen's voice. <laughs> well, it doesn't voice. do anything for most of the movie. I hate Jen's name. I hate everything about Jen. And also, he's just the fish out of water character, isn't he? He's always just like, yeah. "What the? What's that? This is crazy, his intro, man." His intro is him playing the flute naked. <laughs> his voice <laughs> acting <laughs> sucks. It's like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> it's really like corny. It, it made me think of like '60s corny kind of fantasy stuff more than. Like an eighties movie. Yeah, how, I think that's like, what it was supposed to. The main character is the worst it wasn't part. That bad, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like here, here's one of my big issues with it. Like you, you can look at Jim Henson's entire catalog of of all the puppets he's ever used, or even just within this film itself. Jen is by far the least expressive puppet in terms yeah. of facial expressions like eyes. it's just yeah. the same face the entire movie and that could be alleviated with an amazing voice acting performance but instead we get mm -hmm. bullshit that's a it was a terrible <laughs> voice for the character and the puppet just looked like shit it looked uninteresting and it didn't <laughs> it, it didn't express there was a lot itself. of adr too like there was a lot of points yeah. where you could see his lips weren't moving, like the puppet lips, I guess, weren't moving. Yeah, and he was saying lines from apparently from what I heard, there was yeah. a lot of um, ADR added after test screenings because audiences didn't like the movie. Oh, it was too quiet. That's one thing I love about the movie. It is I can't believe it exists. Like this <laughs> yeah. and uh, what who it's marketed for. I think it's supposed to be like a kids movie. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's like so dark. It's really dark. It's got stealing essence. You got stabbing people. You got creepy yeah. monsters. That that thing you had creepy. in your childhood trauma video in the thumbnail. Yeah, like, that yeah. fucking scene is horrific. Sucking the soul <laughs> out of him. Uh, you you yeah. you missed the most important and interesting part about this whole ADR thing. So I watched through the special features on the on the 4K Blu-ray. And mm. they actually included a lot of the original footage, some of the original scenes before they added ADR. What wound up happening mm -hmm. was Jim Henson and Frank Oz somehow thought it would be a good idea if 90% of the movie was just gibberish. So, like, the only characters that were actually speaking English were, were like, the main character and the his uh, female love interest. Oh, yeah. And everybody else was just speaking this made-up, like, goobble, gop, blop, blop. And you can see some of these <laughs> scenes, and it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. No. Like, all of, the, all of the villains are just doing that, and they thought it was a good idea. They, they showed it to a, a test audience at a test screening, and people were like, I'm confused. What's <laughs> happening? Why are they <laughs> hitting a rock? Why are they doing this? Like, there's so much about it that just doesn't make any sense if you don't have dialogue. And yeah. so they dubbed over <laughs> the entire movie with newly written dialogue that wasn't supposed to be there in the first place because the people operating the puppets were mostly just improvising. And so mm -hmm. they went through and they counted each of the times that the uh, puppets' mouths opened to write new dialogue to fit <laughs> wow. so that it didn't seem like it was horribly dubbed. Oh, so messed That's up. literally what happened. Isn't that crazy? They thought they could release a movie of just nonsense? Such an insane story. Yeah. And it's not like they're novices. <laughs> they're professionals. They've been doing it for a long time at this point. And they thought that was, like, going to sell? Like, and then go back the on it for. when the test screening doesn't work, too. It's like, if, you, if you're passionate yeah. about this idea, you stick to it. Yeah. You could have just added subtitles. 
Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that could have worked. Subtitles or just from the get-go have them speaking. I mean, what they planned to have the villains not speak a language that anyone could understand and we're supposed to watch them for half the movie, that was a horrible idea. Yeah. Terrible how idea. Did, how did they think so that? So I'm glad they went this route, but they went like too far the other direction because there's, there's like lines all the time from Jin that just don't mean anything. Like clear ADR lines, his mouth isn't moving. Where he just goes like, "Oh, that was cold." I I don't like, know. It's just random shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently Jen was speaking English the whole time, so all of that was already written. It might just look like ADR because his puppet fucking sucks, and you can't even <laughs> like the difference between his mouth opening and not being open is just insignificant. Like it's the least it's expressive the puppet I've ever seen. It's the ADR is the worst <laughs> for the Skeksis. The, like the that scene where they're all eating food disgustingly, the ADR is almost like Cartoon Network levels of mm -hmm. you know dubbing <laughs> of like Japanese like <laughs> anime stuff. Yeah, it's like nearly on that level. I don't know. The ADR didn't bug me too much because it was you know a movie. I was watching puppets the whole time, and I'm not really <laughs> used to that as a film experience. So it kind of it didn't feel like so incredibly out of place doesn't really it, as long as it's like somewhat consistent then it's fine for yeah, me it, it doesn't ruin the film for me yeah Mo most of the movie didn't bother me either it was just there were clear points where i was like what the fuck it's just <laughs> Do you add that in later yeah that doesn't really fit um we're, we're being pretty hard on it but there's so much about this movie that's great and we mm -hmm. should probably talk about that one thing that <laughs> i think is pretty insane is how they didn't use CG or anything to to edit out any no. of the puppeteers and there's so many puppeteers on set and you never see them once Like it's it's yeah. all very convincing in terms of watching these characters move around like you never well I mean, you know because you know how the movie is made that there are people controlling it, but it's all done very mm -hmm. well Yeah, it's very elaborate. There's very different. There's a lot of different kinds of puppets You got mm -hmm. full body suits and then you got like, you know, just simple hand puppets and string puppets and <laughs> you got all kinds of shit and it's really cool it makes the world mm -hmm. feel so alive to have such a variety of creatures and yeah. animals very creative there's no one's gonna fault yeah no one's gonna fault the technical aspects of this movie because it's pretty perfect mm -hmm. even the way it's shot it's yeah. shot really well it's got loads of really great shots, really yeah. well lit mm -hmm. i love the effect when uh the original Skeksy Emperor died and his face crumbled. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, that, that looked was cool super as fuck. cool. That was probably my favorite part I was trying to wonder the how they did that. Yeah. I couldn't actually think <laughs> of how to do it. Yeah, that's the thing. I love when the special effect is, is so flawless that you can't actually even consider how it was done. Mm -hmm. Pulled off. Yeah. And it's all practical. You know, yeah. nowadays they I just do cheat. that with CG. Yeah, it'd just be the Happy Time Murders. Do you guys feel the movie would have been better if the two lead characters were just, like, people? Just, like, actors? Maybe, like, mm. teenage actors, and then everyone else is puppets? Because well, I feel like I probably could have connected a little more with, like, a, a human running around in this world. I than, don't... like, a, an emotionless puppet. <laughs> Literally, the least emotion puppet is the main character. So. I think it was more of an issue with the puppets and the voice acting for those characters. Like, yeah. I yeah. don't need them to be human beings to relate to them. You know, it it, it would be mm -hmm. just as easy to relate to a, a character that's, you know, some sort of puppet or whatever, as long as it's performed well, both with the, the actual puppeteering and the design of the puppet and the voice acting, but it just wasn't. Like, they were the most uninteresting, lame characters in the whole film. 
and you're supposed to relate yeah, to them Yeah, but he's somehow. such a lame puppet. Yeah. It's so lame. It's like, yeah, lame puppet. It seems like they didn't have money for that puppet. Like, most of the time, it's just, like, a guy in a suit, and then he puts, like, a mask on that looks like Jin's face. Like, it's such a boring design. It's like, it's why didn't no you just put, like, an actor there? Yeah. It I, probably would have been better. I related more to the crab people <laughs> than the main character. <laughs> yeah. Those things look those cool. Those things are fucking cool. Yeah. Those were awesome. Those yeah. were well I don't have no idea how they did those. They look. They looked like they could fit in like a Power Rangers episode, but they still looked really cool. Yeah, yeah. I like those weird rabbit things on stilts. Really tall rabbit. Oh yeah, things. those they're, things are fucking creepy. cool. Yeah, it's just got so much creativity in the designs. I wasn't a huge fan of those stilt things because I could just very clearly tell <laughs> where where the stilts were versus where the whole body was. If if it wasn't as skinny where the stilts are, if they added some more mm. like layers to it i guess then it wouldn't have been as as obvious i don't know like i never saw an animal there i just saw somebody running in stilts that bit especially scared me as a kid because i thought the designs were so freaky oh yeah it looks like something straight out of silent hill doesn't it yeah everything does (laughs) even the things that are supposed to be cute are like frightening like that that ball dog thing that screams and jump scares you (laughs) yeah and then he gets thrown in a fucking fire pit at the end. <laughs> He's still alive, but still, I was like, "Oh no!" The, whatever He's the best thing character in the movie. Him. Yeah, He's the best character in the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, I could easily see how this could be a childhood trauma movie, and it was. But it was one of those ones I like. I couldn't take my eyes off just because mm-hmm. it, it sparks the imagination for, especially for younger people. Because as an adult, didn't get as much out of this. Um, but I think it's a perfect movie for young minds growing up, especially because of like yeah. fantasy and the mm-hmm. the the puppets are just so they're so creative and it could really inspire a lot of kind of artistic exploration. Yeah, it just it just doesn't seem like something that you'd think would be aimed at kids at all. Like it has a very dark and bleak tone no. and yeah. death and <laughs> like, it's scary. Yeah, it's actually scary down to the music yeah. and There's everything. Real st- the fucking characters die in it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. This won't hurt. We just want to drain your living essence. (laughs) Yeah, they're sucking like the souls out of people. It's fucked up. Anyone like nine to thirteen, like they would fucking love this. Yeah. If if I saw it at that age, I would have loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I just fucking hate Jen. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't leave you really thinking about anything aside from the production. Like you don't get yeah, attached to any story. It. It's not really saying anything. It's such a simple good versus evil that story. That's Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it never I don't keeps think there's anything guessing. wrong with that either. I think no, it's I, told I think fairly well. It's just it that's what it like is. A, it, it feels like you're watching someone reading a storybook to you that's kind of been yeah. that come to life. Um but the storybook just happens to be a aimed for a younger audience because it is just super simple. So the, mm-hmm. the most enjoyment you'll get out of it is the constant variation of, you know, the sets. The, some of them are very impressive. There's that one in the, what's her name, Olga. Her sort of HQ has this super elaborate kind of device spinning around showing all the planets. Mm-hmm. And it's all practical. And that, that's very impressive to me, that, that section. And there are loads of really nice, uh, like, matte paintings for the background. It's a very pretty yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's hard to connect with anything when... The characters are cardboard and quite and plastic. <laughs> They're just plastic and, and hair. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I was kind of I was kind of let down by revisiting it and based on my memory of it. Down. I remember it being like, yeah, that was so epic, man. Like that was that's high fantasy right there. <laughs> I think this you is... guys are hard on it. I think yeah. it's still yeah, really know. good for what it is. And like the the technical craft of it is fantastic. And the story yeah, is not that great. And the characters are not great, but they're not I wouldn't say they're bad. They're just these archetypes, like you know what they are. It's these these classic characters and it's this classic story just told again. There's also, I, I mean, there's there's, there's also some really bad dialogue, you know. What's yeah, writing? There is words that stay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's pretty corny. Very corny. Yeah. It's incredibly corny. But I think that's intentional too. I love how the exposition at the beginning they literally just repeat information very quickly. They repeat mm -hmm. the like <laughs> yes. only ten and dying race lines. It's like you just established that. Why'd you say that again? There's a lot of lore they expect you to pick up on very quickly. And I was going to ask, is there, like, anything else is set in this world, this Dark Crystal world? I know they're making, like, a Netflix show. Yeah, I think. the only oh, yeah. thing is that Netflix show that's coming yeah. out. But is there, are there any books or, like, anything? Not to my knowledge, because the film wasn't, like, a commercial success or anything, big time. The I budget was $15 well. million. I mean, it, it, budget of $50 million grossed $40 million. So I suppose Oops. in the 80s, that's a fair amount of money. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. not big enough of a hit though for it to be, you know, everyone's childhood staple. It's still more of a weird, creepy one, just because the film is weird and creepy. It's and... a cult movie. Yeah. It's always yeah, going to have sure. a fan base for sure, because it's so unique too. Like you can't get the experience of this film by watching anything else. And yeah, I I'm never bored while watching it. It's just mm -hmm. how surface level everything is. Like I, I kind of, I'm just looking for more now compared to what i was when i was like 10 and watched yeah it, you know yeah the universe itself would i think lend itself very well to a better story it, yeah. it would, it would yeah. be so much no, better for if sure. just the story was better and the main character didn't suck ass i fucking hate him i would yeah. like a story set in the villains just about the villains basically <laughs> Yeah, a little I feel like they're the best part yeah. of the movie like the penguins I, I would like to see some political rivalry story going on with them yeah, Penguins of Madagascar, except it's the Skeksis. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> that would totally work. You know, one thing I did notice about it is that, and this might be a stretch, but it it kept reminding me of The Legend of Zelda. It was mm -hmm. kind of like a Legend of Zelda movie yeah, to me. me main character's like this little elf, befriends like another elf thing that's like powerful, you know, with the villain and the light and darkness thing and the MacGuffin that everyone kind of worships and everything like that. Just a weird thing I happened to notice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally see that too. Here's a question. Does the dream fasting memory sharing include their most embarrassing and private moments? It must do. Because <laughs> that would be I'm a guessing, fun cutaway. Didn't show us. <laughs> they didn't cover that bit. <laughs> that scene was, was really, that's probably the worst scene in the movie. It's kind of, there's really so much scene. lame shit just involving the main character. I'm like, please, get it back like to the It felt like they villains. were like playing Fuck. the footage and the actors were like doing voiceover, just making it up as they went along during that. They're like, yeah. oh, I'm sad. When it's just, it's such <laughs> a convenient so way. It kind of skips over any development of the characters because they already know yeah. each other so intimately that they never need to talk about anything yeah, or ask each other questions <laughs> ever yeah. again. Yeah, that you never kind of see them build excuse, chemistry or anything. Yeah. Wow, I never thought of it in that way, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's why they're so uninteresting. Yeah. And it's just kind of, you're supposed to be invested because they both know everything about each other now. We don't, mm -hmm. really. 
A couple yeah. of flashes ain't enough, I'm afraid. <laughs> I was kind of hoping at the end they would reveal that there's more of these things around of their species. Because otherwise, if it's just the two of them, like, I don't know. Yeah, they sort of imply they've all been slaughtered. They can have incest babies, aren't they? If they're going to continue their species, then their children are going to have to be incestuous. <laughs> <sighs> I don't want to see that movie. I'm okay with <laughs> yeah, this me one. neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one. It, it, it's... But at the same time, the, the character designs and the sets and everything technical about it is so impressive. But it, it lacks character. It's it's kind of devoid of personality in a weird way. Because you just have no... I think no... the characters lack character. I don't think the movie itself lacks a personality. I think the movie itself, with the, the world it created, is like very unique. It's yeah. just, yeah. These like people who inhabit it, a few of them, not even all of them, a few of them are just so dull. It's like, why are we following well, the, the main characters? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the main character. Yeah. <laughs> the main characters. Yeah. So every every cut away, away from them is way more interesting than when you're with the main character, mm. which is, yeah. And that could have been issue. fixed with a better puppet or better written dynamic characters or just replacing them with people. I think that would have worked. <laughs> Because then you could have a scene where it's like two human beings actually communicate and talk about their tragic backstory instead of having to do this whole mind dream melding shit, which which is so dumb. I don't. Well, and, you could still have like other a, characters that don't have to do that. I think that the fact that there's no visible people in this movie really helps it feel unique. At the time, that that was completely yeah, unheard I'd, of. I'd like there was that. no movie of just puppets with no human beings in it. It was considered very risk-taking in that sense yeah and i appreciate that but do you think there was a scene that they could have shot with with these two main character puppets like talking about their tragic past and like having chemistry somewhat i don't yeah. i don't see that being possible because the fucking puppets are just so bad yeah just those yeah particular i think puppets better sucked. puppets or real human actors either one would have worked well different voice actor just or different voice actors. That. Yeah, that would have helped too. Get or rid of the whatever. main characters, replace them with interesting characters, and you have a much better movie. Mm. Have, you, have you guys seen Labyrinth? Because that was kind of their follow-up yeah, after this movie. Yeah, I um, saw it a while ago. I don't remember too much of it. That one's more kid-friendly, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It, it has the human kind of element. Musical. It has humans in it. Mm-hmm. It is kind of a musical, but it, it does have creepy puppets in it the same. That, that film cool. also has scary ass scenes in it that traumatized me as a child but at the same time i still loved it and david bowie's got like he's wearing a really tight like cod piece for some reason in the movie mm. or he's just got a really big dong <laughs> yeah mm. <laughs> i think that film has more personality though than the dark crystal honestly just oh, yeah. because of how wacky um david bowie's in it for a start uh, mm. <laughs> and I can't remember the name, but the characters. Are, I think the characters are much better. Jennifer Connelly. Labyrinth. Yeah, she she's that? she's pretty bland. I mean, all the characters around. She's the like protagonist in that movie. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that one in a long time. Oh either. yeah, me too. I, I only saw it once so long ago. Yeah, I, that was another one I would like watch as a kid. I'd love this kind of fantasy goober nonsense. But yeah, this doesn't really hold up for me anymore. <laughs> well, I'll shame, get back to you whatever. on Labyrinth because I I will watch that one day. Or Labyrinth. Yeah. How do you say it? Labyrinth. <laughs> it's Labyrinth. Labyrinth. <laughs> I was about to say Labyrinth. What, did Labyrinth. You, what was the first Some one? Some people say Labyrinth. I've heard people say Labyrinth. But Labyrinth. Whatever. They're wrong. Interesting. 
<laughs> anyway, do you want to get to the rating of Dark Crystal? Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Because yeah, I give it a... Out of five. Oh, damn. Which is a three. That means three. Okay. That's the same that I gave it. Yeah. Mm. I, I thought it was I just good. I gave it a six out of ten. Oh, the same. So, yeah. three. We're all in agreement. Is this the first time we all have the exact same rating? Maybe. No. Probably not. No, I think Barry Lyndon, we all gave movie. it a ten. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the dog okay. movie? I can't remember. So long ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Amoris Paris? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. We gave Madagascar 2 a five. All of us. <laughs> I think I gave it much lower. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, questions? Okay. Yeah. Let's do some questions. If you want to leave your own questions for the Sardonicast crew to maybe answer, head over to the Sardonicast Reddit and Ralph will put a thread there and we'll probably attach some gimmick to it that makes choosing questions really hard, like this week's <laughs> ones, because so many people <laughs> some... left them backwards. So we <laughs> these like, backwards questions. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't what? ask them to do that. Why did that happen? Because I wrote, ask your, or I wrote answer, or no, ask your questions. <laughs> I wrote that in reverse. And Why'd so everyone wrote their answers in reverse. Because it was fun. Oh, I told you, every week I do something fun on that thread. Oh. Last week was just not doing it, so you guys had to do it. And this week was doing it in reverse. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, besides that, I did find some plenty of questions, nonetheless. <laughs> Let's have Kazeli89 start us off with, What's your opinion on dream sequences in film? And what are some of your favorites? Oh, that's a good one. I love me a good a dream sequence, as long as it's not the reveal that the whole movie was a dream. I yeah. can't get down with that one. <laughs> Would you count Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, like most of the movie? I guess sure. that's more memories. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it is. very dreamlike. Yeah, I, I, I would call that dream sequences. Yeah. That, that would works. be some of the yeah. best ones ever, right there. That's a good mm -hmm. pick. That's the first thing I think of. Do the American Beauty sequences where Kevin Spacey's kind of imagining things count as a dream sequence? Yeah. Was that I him dreaming very... or daydreaming? Well, it's still like a dream sequence. And he does he actually does have a dream, doesn't he, at one point? Oh. I can't remember. I don't remember. I haven't He's seen that looking in looking at the ceiling, and she's on the ceiling with the rose petals falling down. Yeah. Yeah, I would count that one. The same way I would count, like, uh, fuck. I don't know. Would you count the train spotting when he's, like, Oh yeah, his like uh, from his heroin withdrawal. When he goes in the yeah, toilet, his withdrawal, oh, no, the baby on the fever ceiling. dream hallucinations. Yeah. Those were well yeah. done, for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. I would count that. Big Lebowski has an amazing one. Yes, that's one when of the best ones. Out. Yeah, one of the funniest <laughs> the ones, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Inception. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um... just the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not very creative with its... I mean, that's the point, too, is that it's not very creative with its dreamscape. I want to point to that as one of the best examples of, like, a dream, because it's really I think tame. it was pretty creative. I think the concept for Inception was so pretty too. great. When I watch a dream sequence, I want crazy shit, and Inception's very mannered, and, like, the craziest thing that happens is, like, oh, there's a train in the street. <laughs> like, <laughs> dreams are way city. weirder than that. They bend the city on itself, don't they, in that movie? It's like the trailer eh, shot. Whatever. That happens every once in a while. <laughs> uh, Waking Life by Richard Linklater. I don't think either of you Never have seen, seen that, that though. One. Okay. Yeah. Oh, maybe a good recommendation. Yeah, I think so. It's It's been on my thing uh, list of things that I'll probably recommend at some point. Cool. 
Doesn't Brazil have some pretty good dream oh, sequences? Oh yeah, I would I, I would say call Brazil. that pretty great. Yeah, I love those. Yeah, especially like the conclusion, which I'm not going to spoil. I the only thing that I really yeah. don't like about dream sequences in films, especially horror movies, is when as soon as it's happening, exactly I'm like they're dreaming, saying. they're dreaming. This yeah. isn't really happening. Fuck off. Those <laughs> ones yeah. suck. I yeah. agree with you. It happens a lot in horror movies. Yeah. That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> oh, no, the, the stakes are so high right now. No, they're not. You're asleep. Your friend didn't <laughs> die. <laughs> this was definitely not going to happen at this point in the film. Fuck off. Um, Scott Pilgrim, do those count? When he's like in the in the oblivion desert area talking to Ramona? <laughs> Does oh, that yeah. count as a dream sequence? <laughs> what do you guys think Does about like them in general, one? though? Like, is it? It depends. I know we're just listing good are. ones. Yeah, like what, like what you said, when horror movies just fucking use it to trick you into feeling suspense, but it's not really happening. It's horseshit. Yeah. But there's plenty of movies that use it very effectively to show, like, what a character's inner desires are. Like, oh, Eraserhead has a great one. It has, like, the mm -hmm. the lady in the radiator or whatever. That's one of the most radiator. memorable ones. Radiator. <laughs> Laborin. I guess I say words differently. Lubita. It's like we're from different countries or something. I, I think you're just saying them wrong. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm right. What was the, the American way? It's fine. it's fine. I'll conform. Anyway, <laughs> what are some of your favorites? A few more. I like the one in Rango. Remember that movie? Oh, yeah. I love that one. Yeah. Where talks to Clint Eastwood? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great film. I love that. Oh, uh, A Serious Man had a great one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, some great moments in that sure, film. I remember that one. You don't? Do you, have you seen the movie? Yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah. Here's a a hint without really spoiling what happens in the scene. It's when the the chalkboard, as he's teaching in class, it does a cut to a wide shot, and then you see it's like thirty feet tall. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great dream sequence. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, I think as long as they build character or are relevant and don't aren't just used as a cheap gimmick, like yeah, you they're about entertaining. The movies. You learn yeah, more exactly. about the character's too. insecurities too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you can make it visual. That's the fun of it. Yeah, you can you can get creative because you don't have to work within the bounds of reality. And you can get weird, and people will forgive yeah. you. Because yeah, exactly. It's like oh, it's a dream. It's like drug sequences in movies is another question like that. I find those really yeah. fascinating. That's like the one depicted. area you're allowed to go all out. <laughs> Just yeah. do whatever the fuck you want. Like train spotting. The, the more creative climax. and trippy, the better. Yeah. Depends on the drugs. Next one. <laughs> Depends on the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Deadstone16 says, How many copyright strikes do each of you currently have? What's been your success None. rate since starting on YouTube? Oh, God. <laughs> Can I count all of them right now? How yeah, but how many do we have now, or how many have we gotten in the past? It was, how many copyright strikes do we each currently have, but also what's our success rate been since starting on YouTube? Well, I've, oh, okay. I've fought and won every Adam single copyright claim I've, already, I've, I've received. It's just a matter of, unfortunately, the way the system is designed, you can't fight all of them at once, or else you risk having your channel deleted, because if... If yeah. all of them, like I, the Pokemon videos I did, like every single one of them mm -hmm. got copyright claimed by ShowPro, and every single one of them, they escalate the claim and, you know, uh, say it's not valid and then bring it to the point where there's a strike on my account and I have to send a counter notification. 
So I can't possibly fight, uh, send all of these appeals at once, because if I send three appeals at once, knowing that they're going to respond to each of those appeals with takedown notices, then I have three strikes on my channel, and then my channel gets deleted. So I have to deal with them basically yeah. one at a time and decide which ones are the biggest priorities at any given yeah. moment. So right now, like, I've been fighting those show pro ones for, like, two years now. <laughs> so, like, the last really? three parts, the three most recent parts of my uh, Pokemon videos are still uh, not up, but they will be. Just give it some time. I'm fighting them. But yeah, it's it's really annoying. It's really annoying, and it's uh, unfortunate. And yeah, uh, I currently yeah. have strikes on my uh, like the plays through channel, which is like the, the where I upload the full streams from my Twitch, and those are coming really? from parts of the soundtrack in a game called Trials Rising, which is a really fun motorbike game. But I guess yeah, they I just the because the soundtrack isn't you know original, and they were just using other artists. You upload the video. It's like, oh, there's moments where you can hear just the soundtrack, and I, I guess I wasn't talking loud enough over it or something. And they claim it, and they're, you know, you you can send your dispute and be like, okay, well, I'm playing a game, and you you can't possibly, you can't possibly use my video as an alternative to purchasing the song. If anything, it advertises it. <laughs> this is completely transformative, yeah. you know. And and they're like, nope, we're gonna strike on your account, and it just makes things more annoying. Because I can always fight and yeah, win. It's insane. just like, oh, well, this is going to take a long time and be really annoying. So, I think there's a bit of confusion in general around the difference between strikes and copyright claims. Because claims are way more prevalent, I find, than yeah. strikes yeah. are. Um, but everyone kind of just calls, they, they join them together. So a strike kind of means both when people talk about it, like in... Twitter replies and YouTube comments and stuff. I think the claims are really the that. problem. It's not the strikes. Yeah, strikes I we all claims. barely get. Yeah, yeah, I don't have any strikes now, but I have plenty of claims, um, most of which are dog ass. But I'm scared. I'm scared to appeal some of them because a you have to give them your personal information, which sucks, and b they they'll just they just ignore it. So, and then when they finally get round on that, when their time is up to doing it, they just just claim it again. We'll go into the second part and then things get more serious and it's just like, oh, thanks guys. For two seconds of my, my hour-long video, you, you get all of that, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> so really annoying. It's very annoying. It's mostly inconvenient. At the end of the day, we usually win them because at the end of the day, what we're doing isn't illegal. But mm -hmm. it's just a lot of waiting around, a lot of copy and pasting the same email again. I usually yeah. try to find I, – I email YouTube to tell me who – like give me the email of the person who put the copyright strike on this thing or the claim mm -hmm. on it. And I email them directly. That's usually what I do. And that, that mm -hmm. usually gets things sorted out quick. Yeah, yeah Most of the time it's just mm. – it's just a slog. It's just a lot of waiting for fucking people to either release the claim because they know it's fine or they, they have to at some point. <laughs> because they realize what they're doing is wrong and yeah illegal. and the so. worst the worst ones are the ones where it, it tells you when a claim has been manually done by like a team oh, yeah. of people yeah. who work for a company <laughs> and it so doesn't tell get, you the time code those, there have yeah. been people who copyright claim my videos and say they have a song in it when they don't and i go th and they don't put a time code either so i just like where the fuck is this song and it's not even in the video. Yeah. And it gets removed later. No. It's yeah. a total great. waste of time. It would be great if YouTube had some kind of option where if you do get a few seconds of your video claimed, if you could cut it out or something. 
and then the, the claims are moved. You can do that yeah, if it's actually can. there's there's also a system that auto detects music and will mute it. Well, you can choose to mute it or you can choose to have it monetized, but they take the ad revenue. Whoever wrote the song, that option is there. The issue is when when artists just manually claim these things with no time code and or anything. They just say my song is in this video, mm-hmm. and it isn't. <laughs> it's just annoying. Yeah, some uh, some claimants are more respectful than others because unfortunately the system's set up in a way where, with most of them being automatic, you know they just they just have their their system set up in a way like and it's all controlled on the claimant's end where all of these uh, content managers and studios are saying, okay, well yeah, let's just claim it and then maybe if they fight it, maybe we'll release it. But the automatic assumption is that they own your video when nobody has reviewed it at all. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. the set of yeah. system is set up in a way where it's really easy for for people to abuse it because most people don't know their rights and most people are scared to to fight claims. And so that creates a huge incentive for companies to just try to monetize every single video that exists being like, OK, well, you know, if I if I uh, claim ownership over 100 different videos and only 20 percent of them fight back, then we're making 80 percent of the videos revenue. Right. Mm-hmm. Or the, the yeah. different yeah. videos. That's exactly that what exist. they do. So there's a financial incentive for companies to abuse the system, which is just the worst part about it. Like that's why it is the way it is right now. Copyright's very complicated, <laughs> and these these companies have tons of money too. So it's ver- it's a very daunting task to think you could take them on. But if you're doing the right thing, then there should be no trouble. And I've had very little trouble over the years. With that. Well, it's going to get worse in the UK soon. So. Fucking anything like that. Yeah, I guess so. I've lost out on some money because of bullshit demonetization, but hmm. whatever. Yeah, my uh, entire old boy review wasn't monetized until after it had a million views, unfortunately. Oh, damn. Yeah. That sucks. Like, worked like five months on it. <laughs> no. Oops. Yeah, that was lame. Those are always the ones yeah. that get claimed. <laughs> yeah. The, well, it got claims from both the old movie and the new movie. The old movie released it right away. The new movie just <laughs> fucking didn't respond for a month. Oh, Wait, yeah. Spike of course. Lee <laughs> Spike Lee! God damn it. <laughs> a while back, I made a review on the uh, company called Asylum Films, talking about mm-hmm. how all of their movies are just ripoffs <laughs> of other movies. Yeah. And... The way that they responded to to the copyright claim on my video, like I actually called them, <laughs> I really? called them at at, uh, at the studio, and the fucking lady at receptionist was arguing with me. Like, first of all, you, I don't understand how you think you represent this company, just being the person that answers the phone there. Like, you you are clearly not the content <laughs> manager. She was fuck. She was trying to chew me out. Like, yeah, well, you use clips from the movies, so we own it. I'm like. What the fuck? It was so weird, especially because it's the asylum and their their catalog is movies the like irony. Transmorphers. Like you, you're fucking yeah. calling me out on copyright shit. Like, come on, I know my oh, rights. No. You're being a dick. That's hilarious. Yeah, that sucked. <laughs> but I eventually got it taken care of. Obviously. Ugh. Yeah. At the end of the day, they always back down. So that's why it's never been an issue. It's hard, and it takes time, and it's a pain in the ass, but they always back down. Because at a certain point, in order to continue blocking your video, they need to provide to YouTube you. with <laughs> proof that they're actually suing you, which most companies yeah. are not going to do, because that would be very they're bad PR. Because, like, 
worst it, case scenario, it's, it's like, very bad oh, they're going to sue and you. So much hassle. You'd probably get what? enough donations from people that sympathize with you on the internet to cover your legal fees anyway, right? If you're in mm -hmm. the right here, and they're just trying to censor what you have to say, so. Well, there's that uh, H3 trial with that other guy who tried to sue him for yeah. using his video. That was Bold funny. guy, right? <laughs> yeah. That was funny. But, like, that, that case really did set a precedent. And I think a lot of companies will look toward that one if they ever have legal trouble with one of these YouTubers like us. Yeah. And just go, oh, okay, it's not worth it. Let's fuck off. <laughs> yeah, didn't Channel Chriswell have some issue for using 2001 Space Odyssey footage? Yeah. In the UK, weird. he was being threatened. Yeah, there's uh, many ins and outs to that that uh, I am not at liberty to discuss publicly, but it's it's taken care of, I believe. Mm, yeah. Okay. It was. It's more it's complicated scary, yeah. than you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Well, Canada's laws on copyright are way more relaxed than the U.S., and I think the U.S. is more relaxed are than you sure? Europe or anywhere in Europe. It depends. So. It depends what you're talking about. I mean, you about. guys, that, that Nirvana, the band, the Nirvana, the band, the show, they have like a lot of parody content that they apparently don't have to ask permission for. But if you were to do that in America, I think it would be different. No, that that is like less to, to do to with how the laws are written, and that is more to do with uh, individuals like Matt Johnson trying to set a precedent, right? Like he's he understands mm. that you can make an argument for fair use in the way that it's being done. Like you don't have to cover every single label in 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 your uh, in your movie. You know, like if you show like a Dasani water bottle, like. It's if if I'm like drinking a, a Coke Zero in one of my videos, you know, like you don't have to cover that up. And I get I get that that's kind of different because <laughs> it's trademark. But in terms of yeah. of copyright and fair use, the idea is that now, especially with the internet and how media is becoming so transformative and everything's kind of like a remix culture, the idea is you have to be the change that you want to see. There is no fair yeah. use that exists outside of case law basically so initially you have like uh lens versus universal music corporation where they had a youtube video of their their baby uh dancing to a prince song but like the audio sucked and there was you could hear like a vacuum and like the video was to show mm -hmm. the baby right and they they struck mm -hmm. down the video and then uh lens sued universal music corp and that wound up setting a good precedent where okay legally you have to be sure that you have the rights to the content and that it's not fair use if you want to strike down other people's videos and now that obviously doesn't yeah. get applied everywhere because people are still doing it and companies know they can get away with it because you know the average person isn't going to sue for having their video removed but you know there, there's countless ex examples especially in american fair use law of individual cases that wind up basically defining the law just by the, those cases existing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. that's that's yeah. kind of yeah. what Matt Johnson is doing in a sense, where like, okay, are you really going to sue me just for using this song in this way where it's obviously a parody, you know? Like, are you really going to do that? And if it winds up going to court, then maybe we can set a precedent. Yeah. I think if he did that in the U.S. on a major television network, he would get sued immediately. Well, which is why I, the, I think the, the show was different in, in the U.S. on on Viceland. It's it's a show made in Canada, but the network is American, so it is uh, technically okay. a U.S. show in a way. Hmm. When it comes to, to like copyright and fair that. use, so that's all I was thinking watching it because I started watching it recently, like the last month, and I think it's great. But there's so much like 
stuff like that, copyright content. I was curious how it all worked. <laughs> well, it's just the reason why you don't see a lot of that is because most people don't have the balls to do it. You know, like yeah, it, the, 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 film, the, the lawyer working for uh, Nirvana, the band, the show is the same one that was hired for uh, Escape for Tomorrow. Escape from Tomorrow. Oh, no the shit. The one that was filmed. That's great. Yeah, mm -hmm. so they got in touch after they met at a film festival, I think probably at Sundance or something. Oh, yeah, because uh, Matt Johnson's 2013 movie, The Dirties, was screening at the same festival as uh, Escape from Tomorrow, and I think that's how they got in touch. Mm. If anybody uh, who's listening, Escape from Tomorrow is a movie that was filmed entirely in Disneyland without their permission. <laughs> <laughs> and it yeah. makes Disneyland look like the worst fucking place yeah. on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> it is pretty funny. It's not a great movie. Like, I don't even think... I wouldn't recommend anyone watch it, but it's fun just for that concept. Just to see them fuck around with Disney yeah. like that. In terms of, mm. of, like, fair use and copyright, it's you have to be the change you want to see. Like, don't go out of your way and do something very obviously illegal. It's like, you know, you're, you're probably not going to have a good time if you're trying to claim fair use of uploading the entirety of a movie with zero commentary. <laughs> but... If you truly believe <laughs> that what you're doing is transformative and does not serve as a replacement for the original market, I say just fucking do it. Like, we need more case law. If this shit goes to court, yeah. like, and it's cl very clearly transformative, you'll have the entire internet behind you. You know, people, w people will yeah. pay your legal fees because everybody wants more freedom in our art forms and what we can do with mm -hmm. art. And the more of, these, yeah. uh, more of these court cases that we have that support that, the better. Like already there's there's a fair amount where it's like, okay, transformative use of art is a good thing and we should be allowed to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, also fair use is a very loose term and it applies to a lot. Like, like we have some stipulations as to what fair use is, like written down, <laughs> but like the only way to tell with some of this shit is to just have a trial over it. Yeah, because that's how it gets decided and that, that's a good thing though. Yeah, that's how it gets decided. It is a good thing. So you're right about that. When fair use law was being written, it was specifically written in a way that acknowledged that they don't understand what media is going to look like in 10 years from now. Yeah. They didn't under, you know, mm -hmm. like you, it had to be with enough leniency. And an, you, that's why there is no set amount. There's no, it never right. says like more than 30 yeah. seconds. Technically, by fair use law, you can upload the entire movie <laughs> like you can do that mm -hmm. as long as you believe or you can make a reasonable argument that the entire film being uploaded is absolutely necessary to make your own transformative make, version of it yeah. to, to make your own case that it was necessary for the commentary or criticism or whatever you're doing with it right in most cases mm -hmm. that would Length be ridiculous doesn't matter at all which is why you know the, the adam and pals commentaries that i upload on my channel i make sure that there's no dead air. I'm not unnecessarily putting clips of the film in that don't add to mm -hmm. the to the jokes or the context of the jokes. Everything that's in there is necessary to be able to make the comedy criticism aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas uploading the entire movie would be superfluous. You could use two seconds of a copyrighted song in a non-fair use way, or what would be considered non-fair use, and you get sued over that. Um, that's illegal. Yeah, um, it's just not, it's just the way it, copyright law is, I, is so weird. I would well, technically, there's you can't say that it would be illegal or not illegal. And even if there were no direct Depends commentary and, and criticism on something like that, if the usage is so small 
There's actually something called, um, I think, minuscule, or it might be incidental fair use. There's different types of fair yeah, use. Yeah, insignificant. Yeah, yeah incidental. And so, um, but you could still, oh. you can't just go, I'm going to use five seconds of a song and it's okay in my movie. Because you can't. Well, if you I'm, were to do that, that's not. It depends. It <laughs> if depends you, how if you had a reason and you transformed it, sure. There's you an could argument argue to be it, made. You can't, just, you, can't, you can't just say that, that exactly. that's not possible because by how fair use is written, that technically is possible. And I'm not going to say like, oh yeah, definitely 100% or definitely 0% because it is vaguely written enough that it does allow for that, and you could make a case for it. You just have to have a good lawyer mm -hmm. and argue it and and know that what you're doing is not really taking away from the original market at all. I think the um, mm, yeah. minuscule defense was used in um, David Fincher's Seven during the opening sequence of the film. There were photographs that he did not have the permission to use in the film, and there was no like commentary or criticism oh, right. to, to, to be taking place about these photographs, and they weren't absolutely necessary for the film, but it wound up winning in court because it was so insignificant to to try and claim any sort of damage or ownership over mm. over them being used. Yeah. You know, you have to think That's about it from the perspective of like, okay, if you're suing for damages, what damages are you reasonably suing for? How can you claim that you lost revenue or that somebody is taking revenue from uh from you by using these in that way? So mm -hmm. there's a lot yeah. that is possible, and that's that's the best part about fair use is that mm. there are it's very complex. There are very few hard limitations on what you can do, and it it is it is mm -hmm. complex, but I think it's complex. Yeah. I'm just saying, length doesn't enough matter. Or the worse. <laughs> length doesn't matter. Size doesn't matter. Quote Ralph. There was a there was a poster. <laughs> There, there was a poster that was copyrighted and they wanted to use it in a movie. So they just like spray painted a cross on it and that oh, yeah. made it transformative. You're talking about the Hills Have Eyes, <laughs> just right? That. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but where they just had that like, was enough to they, make it they had the Jaws poster ripped in half in the background. So it's like the commentary being made was like, oh yeah, you th thought Jaws was cool? Well, the Hills Have Eyes is even better. And then in Evil Mess Dead, fun. they did the same thing where they took the Hills Have Eyes poster and ripped it in half. And had it on the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a nod, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's. But that—that's that. the thing, though, is like if you think that what you're doing is so insignificant that they're not going to sue you over it anyway, like that's that's the goal. That's that's winning in a sense, where it's like, oh, you're not going to yeah. sue me over that. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. Yeah. Sorry about my topic. little rant. Yeah. No, no I, you know I a lot about it. It's good. To say. You gave yeah. a whole talk, right? It was like yeah. an hour-long talk about copyright at some place. <laughs> Yeah, that was at RTX. The video's on my oh, vlog, cool. vlog channel for anybody that wants to watch it. All right. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. Epic. I, I have one here that is... um. <laughs> Let me just read it. Lutan T. Oh, I'm sorry, these names. They're so, they're so bizarre. Hey, boys, what are your <laughs> thoughts on the human caterpillar? Do, oh. do you believe it's necessary and meaningful? Or just gross for the sake of being gross. You mean the human centipede? Yeah. Is that what they were trying to talk about? Human caterpillar? <laughs> it obviously means a human centipede, but unless there's something else I, going on. I double I double took when I read it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna see that movie more than I wanna rewatch the human centipede movies, to be yeah. fair. I've never seen the human centipede, any of them. Oh, you so. haven't? Really? Because you were shit talking. No, they them. look like shit. No, oh my god. Because you were you were I, I thought you you would watch them and hated them. Because you were shit talking them in an earlier episode, I remember. 
I'd seen parts of like the actual human centipede part where they're fucking sewing each other's mouths. I saw some of that. It's <laughs> yeah. disgusting. See, I I I think that the the first film is a good kind of guilty pleasure for me. The second film is actually so so over the top and so self-aware that I kind of love it. I haven't seen it in a while, but it's like there's there's <laughs> memorable moments from from that movie that w will always stay with me. Like it it's the goal is to be uh, provocative and uh, mm -hmm. extreme and gross and get a reaction out of you. And I feel like the second Human Centipede film does a much better job at that than something like a Serbian film, which I just found to be mostly boring. Um, the th the yeah. third Human Centipede was pretty bad. <laughs> it was like it was like not even entertaining. I can't remember anything. The second about one it. is is pretty great in my opinion. Like it's enjoyable. It's not like a technically great film in terms of like mm -hmm. filmmaking uh, qualities, but it's really fun. <laughs> Alex, I, the last time I watched the last time I watched the second one, it it pissed me off so much. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I, when did that film come out? I can't remember how old it would have been. Maybe eighteen or so. That, that's the last time I would have seen it, and I remember mm. it just being. Instead of me liking it because of how provocative it was, it seemed like it was kind of being edgy just for the sake of being edgy. And it, it was it, actually yeah, didn't that's, really that's have fair. anything to say. <laughs> it was just kind of like, uh, come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. And the first one as well, I, I, it's so stupid. The, the only reason it exists is because of how just out there the title is. As soon as you hear the title, then everyone's like, what, that's so 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 gross. <laughs> I don't want to watch that movie, but I kind of do want to see it because it sounds so crazy. Yeah, yeah it doesn't really live up to its name. It's it's a movie that kind of was one of those uh, early meme movies, something that got so much yeah. hype just because it looked so ridiculous, like Snakes on a Plane. Like that was a really early meme exactly movie. Exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I I, th I think that, yeah. you know, they're not great. Like there's a lot of bad acting and stuff, but mm -hmm. I, find, I find them pretty entertaining. The second one especially. The first one has some boring bits that are made up for by terrible acting, which is entertaining to me. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I'll have yeah, to see him again. To watch them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a second one's a bottom rated movies. Number 87 on IMDb. Really? That's surprising. With a 3.8, mm. which seems I mean, when like you have scenes like what happens towards the end. I'm, I'm not surprised. Yeah. It's kind of, they, they, the film loves being hated though. Yeah, that's what it likes so exactly. much. Exactly, because it, it stirs controversy and people. Yeah, it's like talk a about Von Trier it. movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> might as well be. <laughs> yeah, just less uh, artistically creative, I guess. Let's do one from Boo Bar, who says, "Can you think of the worst possible sequel to your favorite movie?" Godfather Three. It's called The Lion King Two, and it already exists. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's not my favorite movie. Do one that do one that doesn't exist. The Holy yeah. Mountain too. <laughs> <laughs> How could you even possibly start doing that? <laughs> Where would you even begin? <laughs> Under the skin too. No, that'd that be would bad. be a weird one. Yeah, I don't know if there's <laughs> much for me to be able to say about this question because it's like, yep, there's unnecessary sequels that exist. I, I don't know how I'm. I don't know how I would. Uh, yeah. Like when you say worst possible, that means that like. There'd be such a thing as a good version. I don't know. Like when you say worst possible <laughs> sequel to like the Holy Mountain. Well, well what's I don't your know what answer, I'm supposed Alex, to say for for worst possible sequel? For me, 
we mentioned the Big Lebowski earlier. Um, mm-hmm. th- there's a little string they leave in that movie that you can imagine a sequel to because the pregnant, you know, his, he has a son or, or daughter, a baby, <laughs> basically. Um, <laughs> and they would make a sequel with him. Can you imagine like a Son of the Mask type <laughs> sequel with the Big Lebowski's like kid, like, mm. and they call it like the Kid Lebowski or something? Can you like yeah, you can you can imagine out. the poster right now, like one of those not even Adam Sandler. Like Adam Sandler's D tier, like friend type movie. That's that's what I picture in my head, and I can just imagine how. <laughs> it's just such Sounds a like a idea. joke now, but they'll probably do it in ten years. Just give them some time. Well, they, uh, the dude on Twitter was teasing something um, before the Super Bowl uh, that was Big Lebowski related. So I was like, oh no, they're not doing it, are they? Mm-hmm. They're not making a sequel, <laughs> surely not. But it just turned out to be. Like an advert, one of the Super Bowl ads. <laughs> so mm. that was a sigh of relief. Although, um, John Turturro apparently is making a movie about his character from The Big Lebowski that's like coming out this year. Oh my God. Like a spin-off that has nothing to do with the Curtin Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that could be an answer that comes to fruition. Yeah. <laughs> Citizen Kane 2. This time it's personal. <laughs> There, there are, uh, there's some examples of like films that got sequels that where the names actually make no sense. Oh yeah. Um, where like the title of the film is like, oh, why can't I think of one right now? Something that implies that it's the end. So like, I don't know, The Last of Us Two. <laughs> <laughs> things, things kind of. <laughs> I'm gonna look that... up worse sequel titles. Titanic Two. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> things like things that actually make no sense. <laughs> well, there's Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, that's we, we mentioned that last episode. And I've never seen that one. The best one. <laughs> Titanic 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what I can say about this question, really. Like, I'm not going to... Piranha 3 Double D? I like that title. I'm not going <laughs> to try to write a script for The Holy Mountain 2 in my head. <laughs> like, what what would happen? Should. You should do that and read your script on Sodonikos for us to yeah. review. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> It actually just gets funded. A producer shows interest. <laughs> it gets made. How about the Die Hard sequels? Because those, those all suck. have like really awful titles. <laughs> yeah. And they're all pretty bad. <laughs> I actually like three and four. I like one two and three. Oh, yeah, I like two a little. Two was boring. I didn't mm-hmm. like four at all. Four is stupid as fuck. It's better yeah, than five, though. Yeah, yeah, that's what not are the saying names much. That turn into die hard, dying harder, die, hard. die hardest. <laughs> yeah, do hostmish. Die hard two, die harder, die hard with a vengeance. Did you see the, the one with um, die hard? What's he called? Joy Courtney in it. Did you see yeah, that one? Yeah, a good day to die hard. That one is Ugh. so fucking bad. Yeah. It's one of the worst movies I think I've ever seen. But then there was seen. another one after that one, wasn't there? A good day to die hard. <laughs> no, that was it. That was the one with Jai Courtney. Oh, was it? The one was before the one it was did, Live right? Free or Die Hard. That was with Justin Oh my god, Wall. my brain is actually melting. Like I, I've heard the word <laughs> Die Hard so many times in the last few minutes, like I just can't keep track anymore. <laughs> you know, Bruce Willis is still in like these straight-to-DVD movies. I watched some of them. They're so bad, but it's hilarious, because he's only on set for like one day. Nice. And they have to like make these scenes work. <laughs> you can tell it, they're all shot in one day. He's usually in like one room, the whole movie. Has he cared about a single film in the last decade? No, I think the last one he cared about was Moonrise Kingdom, maybe? Looper? That's yeah. it, though. 
I don't know. <laughs> He's funny. <laughs> He's just counting his money. Yeah. He doesn't really try anymore. Okay, let's move on to one from Freddy the Beast. Are there any examples of supposed holes in great director's filmmaking that you think exist? For example, the idea that Chris Nolan supposedly can't film a fight scene. Anything like that pop into your mind? Huh. Wow, way to go after Chris Nolan. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen anything like spectacular in terms of a fight scene from Christ Christopher Nolan other than maybe like how creative some of them were in inception where they were you know flying, the flying fight? around like that, that was yeah, that well fucking done. amazing yeah like that was that really one's cool. very yeah. good but that's one of the best fight scenes i've ever seen yeah so it was really creative and cool with that one. um i'm just trying the to think about bad other... ones are in batman begins yeah they're actually bad in that movie but yeah. aside from that i mean i think it's mostly fine he doesn't really do them that often mm-hmm like fist i think the fights. one batman versus bane was pretty good except the, not the one at the end the one in the middle I just thought the sound design was kind of over the top, but that's it. Yeah. I think it's a good fight. To answer the question, I'd actually answer the same director, but for a different reason. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I have a major issue with uh, the way he writes dialogue um, with his brother. Um, I agree. After, I think it was after The Dark Knight. I think The Dark Knight was the last one where it wasn't like insanely noticeable that whenever characters talk, they're just like these tools that... Yeah don't really have any personality and they're just there to explain the plot and move it along it's really yeah, bad right. in interstellar yeah. yeah that's one dark knight rises and yeah, yeah of course dark knight rises <laughs> that's really his weakness is like dialogue writing and character writing yeah unless it's based on a previously existing character he doesn't like mm -hmm. know what to do it seems like he's <laughs> with people not really interested in it he's like so interested no. in the scope and scale of everything that they mm -hmm. they're just like a they, something he has to have in there because you have to have characters so yeah he yeah, treats a lot of characters me. like they're just props to move the story along mm -hmm. that's yeah, my biggest issue with him. Bad that's why i love dunkirk is because he doesn't even pretend to give them characters he's like these are just people and you're gonna watch them fucking yeah. run around it makes <laughs> yeah it makes his movies I feel like quite that cold and sort of detached yeah. When you just they feel they don't feel like people. That's my issue. They don't. There's mm -hmm. no. It doesn't feel natural. That's my issue with uh, with Nolan. Yeah, I guess it depends on how uh, how great of a director we're talking here, in terms of answering this question. I mean, Quentin Tarantino's got some flaws. I guess there's some mm -hmm. times where I feel like his films are more trying to be what the audience expects of him than him just being organic. I get that impression sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, at this point, anyway, like it used to be super organic, but um, with films like, you know, even points in Inglorious Bastards and Django Unchained, it just felt like, oh, this is what people want because they're watching a Quentin Tarantino yeah. movie. I, I don't know if you guys that, yeah. feel that way. I agree. With, I agree with that too. No, Always devolves into a shootout. <laughs> I think he has another yeah. issue too, where not in every film, but in some of them, every character kind of feels like Quentin Tarantino. They all kind of speak yeah. in a similar way, and I don't know. There's Reservoir this, there's Dogs just a style has of that. writing, and mm -hmm. I think the worst one is Death Proof for that. <laughs> Personally, we need to talk about that movie at some point. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we really do. Which movie? Sorry, Death I didn't cut you Death, cut off. Death Proof. Death Proof. Oh yeah, Death Proof is really bad. I think that's the worst <laughs> case of it. I think that's the worst case of that issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we'll talk about it. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm yeah. interested. <laughs> yeah, same. 
Um, <laughs> we'll do but it. We'll see. Yeah, I was gonna say Wes Anderson and the dialogue. I'm getting kind of sick of his stilted dialogue that all sounds like it's written by him. But I'm in a minority on that, so. Mm-hmm. So we basically all have the same type of issue with all of those three directors, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean their I directing's so. great, but sometimes <laughs> their writing is not as great yeah. as their directing. Exactly. I mean Quentin Tarantino yeah. is a great writer too, but Yeah. Yeah, course. Tarantino I don't have that issue with. With him, it just always kind of boils down to the same thing. It's like no matter how clever the script was, it ends with the characters in a room and they all have guns <laughs> and they all shoot each other. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, okay, <laughs> Quentin, why don't you think of another resolution? <laughs> <laughs> most most of the directors I consider to be really great don't have a lot of flaws in terms of how they present their films. Yeah, the extremely great ones. Like yeah. Kubrick, yeah. I can't think of fucking anything. Like M. Night. Yeah. Flawless. <laughs> the modern day Flawless. Kubrick. <laughs> yeah. Oof. I think I've got a couple left here. Um, Scat Autotune 7103 says, Has a film ever frustrated you so much that it bothered you for days, specifically because of the immense talent behind it? Frustrated me in that it's bad? Because there's like great movies that have frustrated me. Uh. Um. It doesn't say bad, so it just means any movie that's frustrated you. Hmm. To, to okay. a, that's a weird to question. Degree. I'm not sure how to answer that. Yeah. Well, in terms of like a bad movie, Identity Thief is always one I think of like being really frustrating. So that's what pops <laughs> into your why. head and instantly. <laughs> yeah, that goes right to my think head. Of when you think about a frustrating movie that pissed you well, off. Well, because it's just a, it's a comedy with a character who's not funny at all about a subject matter that's not funny. Mm-hmm. And it's like pr- trying to present her as like this good person. That's really what I find just obnoxious about it. No, that, that no one gives a it. fuck about Identity Thief. It's no. fine. Maybe I'll recommend that one day. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I would say Interstellar. We just mentioned it, but yeah, that film is so excellent in basically everything presentation-wise. But. <sighs> it's films like that that I find the most frustrating where there are so many positives about it even things like The Dark Crystal um, are kind of frustrating in that sense where you want to like it so much more because there is so much to appreciate but the kind of core molten lava center of it is so flawed that it kind of makes the movie compound on itself it's true mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. <laughs> by that point you're well, so well if we're going to talk frustrating like that I'd say us is a good answer too. Yeah, no, yeah. that is also basically every movie we've talked about in this episode. <laughs> this <that's been laughs> is the like theme. the frustration episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lost potential episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I could say the same thing about uh, the Congress, starring Robin Wright, uh, which you probably haven't seen, that... but it's definitely worth watching. No. It's a really, it's there's so much cool stuff about it. But there's also so much lacking. I, I put it at the very, uh, at the very bottom of my like 2014 list or something, 2013 list. I think it probably mm-hmm. should have been in the guilty pleasures section. Uh, but you know, it, it's just, it's it's weird to describe. Like it's it's so incredibly creative, but there's some things that just don't work that well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I want to watch that one one day. I love mm-hmm. Robin Wright. Should we do one more? Yeah, we can do one more. Let's do this one from Ashbury Street. 
I'd be interested to hear y'all's opinions on cult classic movies, ones that were met with mixed response on release but have huge fan bases now. Donnie Darko and The Big Lebowski come to mind. People might suggest others. Thanks. The Dark Crystal. I think Under the Silver Lake. <laughs> Dark Crystal. Under the Silver Lake is bound for that kind of reputation. Yeah, I was thinking that when it came up earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it is one of those. Like, people will love it. Like, it'll have a solid fan base, but not everyone is going to feel that way about it. Yeah, people are already, like, taking footage from the movie and reversing it, trying to find, like, hidden meanings in there's it. There's a subreddit. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. funny. There's a subreddit. Yeah, yeah there's a whole subreddit. They're, like, times. going to real locations and scouting them out. <laughs> yeah. It really depends it's on the cool. movie. There's some cult things that just don't connect with me that much that almost feel like people who love it are just blinded by nostalgia or something. I don't know, like Tank Girl, I thought was, wasn't was great. Oh, yeah. You know, apparently people love it, but it's also like based on like a comic book or something that might have something to do with it. Does um Blade Runner count as a cult movie? Yeah. kind of does. Yeah, I would it kind of fits so. in that same conversation. Kind of weird out there science fiction. I'd say Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. Would you say that's a cult movie? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Uh, I would too, but I fucking love I, that. I would one. even say shit like Birdemic in the room. Um, counting yeah, there. in terms of like so bad they're good movies, cult, yeah. cult classics. Yeah. yeah, strong fan base, mm-hmm. Troll but not 2. necessarily you know a gigantic blockbuster. Yeah, mm-hmm. will be remembered. <laughs> Although now the room is like mainstream. Time. Yeah, Tommy Wiseau is a mainstream yeah, star. Is. He's on talk shows and the award shows. Yeah, and he's still doing stuff, isn't he? Can't he even call something. him cult anymore. No. Do you see the trailer for his new Shark Attack movie or whatever it's called? Nope. I refuse I don't give to watch fuck it. What he's doing now? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's no Neil Breen. Is it well, worth watching? I, exactly. He's not as good as Neil Breen. You saw his new movie. You know it sucks. His uh best best friends is that it? Yeah. Well, he didn't was, direct there's some, that. There's some other one he's in too. I think. Yeah. He's just in it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how his Shark Attack or whatever it's called is it like it just doesn't work as well when he's trying to be funny yeah when they try right. when they try to be part of the yeah. joke it's not genuine really anymore made them funny yeah which is why neil sure. breen is a god continue <laughs> buying his films i still gotta see his new one it's great is it out on dvd yet yes can i request it from his website yeah cool <laughs> i'm gonna do that and hope that he doesn't refund you without telling you <laughs> Because the the uh, the he had it listed on his website as having two different options, one being NTSC North America and Canada, and then PAL for international with different shipping. But then I ordered mine the NTSC North America and Canada, and then I guess he changed his website and moved Canada into the international PAL one. But we don't use PAL, and <laughs> so he refunded me without telling me. And I had to send him a message like, "Hey, uh, I get I'll, like I'll pay for the international shipping if the shipping's more, but can you uh, send me an NTSC DVD instead?" <laughs> He's like, "Okay, I still don't have it. We'll see when it shows up. It might take a while. <laughs> it's always it's always a bit of a challenge trying to buy one of his films. It's part of the <laughs> experience." <laughs> Oh, Tremors is a good one for like films like that. Oh yeah, a cult classic sort of movie. Tremors is good. Yeah, I mean, cult cult classic movies exist. Some of them are will connect with you more than others. A lot of people really love Rocky Horror Picture Show. I think it's fine. I can understand why people love it. Mm-hmm. I love the oh. Evil Dead movies. 
a lot. Yep. Those are so much fun to me. John Carpenter movies, like They Live and The Thing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're a great example. I mean, actually, honestly, a lot of the films we've talked about and recommended on this very podcast, a lot of them are kind of culty movies, like The Holy Mountain, I think, is one of mm -hmm. these cult movies as well. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Depends what your tastes are. And not every cult movie is the same, so it's kind of difficult to answer that question nah, yeah. with like an umbrella over all of them. Um, we gave him I like Donnie Darko. So you got your homework now. I haven't seen it since I was like 15 or something. Yeah, I was going to say, does that film hold up? I haven't I don't seen know. it since yeah, I think I <laughs> was It was like my favorite movie I've ever when I was 13. It's pretty good still. I yeah. think there's issues, but I think it's still pretty good. Oh, cool. All right, that's that's all the questions I have. Nice. Cool. Good job, Alex. Good selection. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Um, <laughs> I think I've got a movie to recommend. It is your I turn. I think it's my turn. This is a film that since the beginning of the podcast, I knew that we had to have a discussion on at some point. And I feel okay. like now's the time. And uh, it's a Criterion what? movie. Uh directed by Chantal Ackerman, if that's how I pronounce her name. The full title, uh, I, guess I'll, I guess I'll give you uh, the, the first part of the title. It's Jean, Jean Dielman, J-E-A-N-N-E space D-I-E-L-M-A-N. Full title, Vingt-trois Caillou Commerce, Mille Quatre Vingt Bruxelles. And Holy so it's, fuck. it's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. And um, I, uh, I'm not going to say much about it. It's a Criterion movie directed by. You're scaring me. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it will provoke a discussion. It's a long film. It's almost three and a half hours long. Um, what? Wow. And I'm, I'm, cool. I'm not going to tell you anything about it or what to think about it but i hope i hope that we get an interesting discussion from this film okay i've already forgotten the title <laughs> uh i'll send you the imdb link yeah yeah send send us that yeah, yeah. i'm gonna have okay, a hard I'm time hyped. finding it <laughs> yeah i hope i can find it nice and easy oh well, i got the i got the criterion blu-ray i'm sure it'll be available somewhere Probably on Say it one more time for the listeners uh, in, in case they want to look up. Jean Dielman, and then 23, <laughs> which I just said in French before, Kai du Commerce, so Q-U-A-I space D-U space C-O-M-M-E-R-C-E, -E, uh, 1080 <laughs> Bruxelles. Uh, oh, I found like, it. I found yeah, it. Yeah, you found it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it'll certainly provoke some interesting discussion and i'm, I'm very, very excited, excited. Okay. i'm very <laughs> excited to talk about this movie with the two of you mm -hmm. all right i will get right on that awesome should i get it on blu-ray if you want that i mean that's probably the best way to watch it <laughs> probably is yeah i i've got the blu-ray all right cool. so that's the recommendation for uh Awesome. Next episode, if you uh, don't want to be spoiled for it, check it out before the next episode. If you want to support the show, $2 a month on sardonicast.com, sign up for premium. You'll hear these episodes early. 
Uh, also, $2 a month on patreon.com slash sardonicast. We'll do the same thing. Is our merch link working? Um, <laughs> it should be up on YouTube now. Okay. Um, yeah, it has, I checked. It, has YouTube, it looks good. Okay, yeah, cool. It has YouTube integration, so if you're on YouTube, you can look under. Um, I'll find some kind of link, but if you if you want to find it, head over to the YouTube channel, and it's under like, every video. So Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining on our discussion of the dark crystal aka methamphetamine and <laughs> we'll uh we'll see you guys next episode yeah we'll see ya thanks for listening thank you guys happy april fool's day yep <laughs> bye bye bye